The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This game is being brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet, Raider Cincinnati's largest Chevy dealer. KelseyChev.com. Stacy Heating and Air, 443 Linus Avenue in Harrison. Call 513-202-0407. And in part by The Wishbone on Delhi Avenue. Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue. The Mount St. Joseph University. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now, let's go to the stadium for this OHSAA football game. After a three-week non-conference schedule, the Greater Catholic League gets underway in earnest tonight. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we have got high school football action for you for the first time this season. The McNicholas Rockets come to Roger Bacon High School with a record of 2-1 and one on the year, and they'll be taking on the Roger Bacon Spartans, who are also 2-1 and one overall on the season. Dave Mitchell joined by... Rob Rickenbaugh, who will be coming up here in just a little bit to help us out to bring you this conference game here this evening. It's the opening conference game for both squads here tonight as they have both gone 2-1 and one and looking for a good start in the Greater Catholic League. The Spartans won their first two games of the season convincingly by a score of 21-13 to at Reading and 47-12 to on September 2nd over Western Hills, but they stubbed their toe last week, losing to Indian Hill 45-19, to so it'll be interesting to see how they will bounce back tonight, and Rob had an opportunity to talk with their head coach, Mike Blout, who's in his third year as the head coach at Roger Bacon, about uh, how they're going to be able to react to that loss last week. Meanwhile, the Rockets blanked Taft last week at home 24 to nothing, but the previous week they were shut out by Anderson 39 to nothing. And in talking to some of the Mount St. Joe coaches earlier today, they say Anderson has really got a potent passing attack. So that was maybe a, a conference, a game that was a Jekyll and Hyde contest in that one. And in week one, their only road game of the season up until tonight, McNicholas beat Turpin by the final score of 16 to 10. So a couple of items that we want to bring to your attention here this evening so far. Corey Kiner, the outstanding freshman running back for Roger Bacon, will not be in the starting lineup tonight. As a matter of fact, he is out of the lineup this evening. He's out with a high ankle sprain that he sustained last week in the contest. And Coach Mike Blout has finally decided on a starting quarterback, and that will be coming up tonight. And what he is going to do is he's going to bring in at quarterback for his team. He has decided on Tyler Bullock, who will be the starter. He is number seven. Tyler Bullock will be the starter here this evening. And we actually had an opportunity, Rob did, to talk to Tyler Bullock about that earlier this evening. 
wide receiver, Roger Bacon. Logan, your deck. Thomas Curtis, junior offense. Sophomore quarterback, Tyler Bullock. Uh, you are being handed the reins tonight. Uh, some would say it's about time. You are now the starting quarterback full-time here, Roger Bacon. Can you tell me uh, what that means for you and this offense? Um, it's a big honor. Um, I just only played two games, thought I did good. Coaches saw what I did. Um, got big help from the captains saying that I needed to start. Um, it was a team effort. I appreciate everything. And I'm excited to start. Uh, big rival, McNick, coming in tonight. Can you tell me how the week of practice went and uh, what you guys needed to do to get ready for McNick? Um, we had a practice as if it was the state game. It's just a big game for us. Big start of GCL. And if we win this game, we were set up pretty good to make it to the playoffs. I see uh, certainly on film when you have entered the games, there's certainly been a spark on the offense. Can you tell me what you think you bring to the offense uh, and fans should look for tonight? Um, I wouldn't say I run a lot, but probably more of a throw game. So kind of a lot more excitement for the wide receivers. And, yeah, it's my favorite part, throwing the ball. Certainly, uh, you probably watch pro football. If you could pick a quarterback maybe that you model your game after, is there one that stands out? Um, definitely Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. I could see that too. Big arm and uh, a big fella. So I appreciate your time. Good luck tonight, and hail Spartans. Yes, sir. Tyler Bullock, the new starting quarterback of the Spartans here this evening. He is a sophomore, 6'1", 235-pounder, and he will be the quarterback tonight as he is going to take over the reins full-time. It was quite a battle, as you'll hear Mike Blau talk about earlier, between he and Kobe Taylor, but nonetheless... Bullock has ended up winning the reins on that one. And we've also talked about Corey Kiner. He leads the rushing attack for the Spartans. 72 carries for 506 yards as a freshman in three games. A seven yards per carry average. But he is not playing this evening. He's going to sit the night out. He sustained that high ankle sprain last week. So that means that it will fall upon the shoulders of Chris Coogley. Coogley, number 11, and he will be the starting tailback tonight for the Spartans. Coogley comes in as a 6'1", 220-pound senior, and he was one of the uh, highest-rated freshman when he came in four years ago. Wide receiver Zach Coleman has only four catches this year for the Spartans, but that's for 132 yards, 44 yards per catch for Coleman, and he's got two touchdowns. And defensively, the Spartans look at James Thompson and Coogley as they have a combined four sacks this season, and defensive back Jake Speed leads the GCL with three interceptions this year. Meanwhile, Burdick, as we talked about him earlier, he's completed 52% of his passes so far this season. He's got 32 of 61 for two touchdowns and two interceptions. Roger Bacon, well, they are coached by Mike Blout in his third season as head coach of the Spartans with a record of 8-15 and 15 overall. And for McNicholas, they are coached by Mike Orlando. He's in his seventh year with a record of 39-29 and 29 as head coach of the Rockets. These two teams met a year ago on September 17th. It was a Saturday night game, and McNicholas ended up winning at 30-27 to 27 over Roger Bacon. The Rockets jumped out on top 23-0 and took a 30-7 to 7 lead into the fourth quarter when the Spartans started their comeback, scoring 20 points in the final 12 minutes to just 
Rogers come up short. Amari Rogers had two TDs for Roger Bacon, while Cole Carmasino kicked three field goals, the largest from 27 yards, and he is kicking for Ashland University and head coach Lee Owens up in Ashland County now. So it's with McNichols Rockets 2-1 and one against Roger Bacon. They are 2-1 and one also. Rob and I will be back with more on tonight's pregame show after this timeout. You know, play my last game, but it's exciting because... Cavities in children. Sealants prevent the most cavities when applied soon after permanent molars come in. That's about age 6 for first molars and age 12 for second molars. Sealants can protect against cavities for up to nine years. They can be applied in dental offices or using portable dental equipment in community settings like schools. Although the number of children in the U.S. with sealants has increased over time, low-income children are 20% less likely to have sealants and twice as likely to have untreated cavities than higher-income children. Untreated cavities can cause pain, infection, and problems eating, speaking, and learning. Applying sealants in schools for low-income children could save millions in dental treatment costs. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vital signs. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at... Ron Basevich Stadium. Ron Basevich Stadium. Thanks, Rob. As we bring you tonight's action between Roger Bacon and McNicholas Rockets here this evening. Rob... As a graduate of Roger Bacon, you've seen this team play the first three games of the year. What have you seen that makes you impressed about this Spartan squad so far? Yeah, Dave, it's a it's a rising program. They are led mostly by freshmen and sophomores. The senior class, dedicated, a lot of legacy kids in that class. Uh, the bulk of the talent, no doubt, is freshmen, sophomores. They've taken their lumps, uh, hung in tight the first two games last week, overmatched by a more veteran Indian Hill team. Uh, big rivalry tonight, though, and look for the best of the Spartans. So this McNicholas team, as we said last year, got off to a big lead, Rob, and then they ended up losing that, or didn't lose the lead, but they hung on right to the very end. Do you remember that game from last year? I do remember. I was at that game. And uh, the thing about the GCL, uh, no matter what quarter you're in or what the score is, not over until you know, the final buzzer. Well, last week there was a lot of action around the GCL on Saturday. Edgewood defeated Baden by a score of 28-14 to in the contest. Lebanon defeated Fenwick. These were Friday night games, 49-27. Chaminade destroyed Meadowdale, 63-22. to It was Bethel Tate over Purcell, 21-20. to Sydney beat Carroll, 35-7. to Alter over Xenia, 42-19. to McNicholas defeated Taft, as we talked about earlier, 24 to nothing. And Indian Hill beat Roger Bacon, 45-19. Rob, before you came up here, we talked about Corey Kiner not playing in tonight's game. How much is the offense going to change for Roger Bacon with Kiner out? Uh, dramatically. So, Corey, you're talking about the 10th rated 8th grader in the country coming in. Uh, dynamic player. Took his first play from scrimmage, 80 yards for a touchdown last week. Uh, ended up with about 140 yards, roughly over a quarter and a half. Uh, his injury changed the dynamic of that game. Tonight, you can look for a lot of the offense to be put on the shoulders of sophomore quarterback Tyler Bullock. And that, we've already talked about that also, and he is uh, coming in. Are you surprised at the at the decision that Mike Blout has made to go with what, just one starting quarterback now? I'm not. I think it was time. Uh, Mr. Bullock is very talented. Coming in as a freshman, he was highly touted coming out of North College Hill. Big kid, very big arm, 
just took some time to get comfortable with the complex offense. Uh, I think bright things are ahead and uh, look forward to what he can do tonight. Now other games going on in the conference tonight. There's two games and then one tomorrow. Alter is playing Carroll. That's at Centerville tonight. That'll kick off at 7 o'clock. And Fenwick is at Chaminade for a 7 o'clock kickoff. And then tomorrow at 7 o'clock, Baden is playing at Purcell. So, Rob, when you look at the conference right now, who are the favorites to win the division right now? I think you always have to be talking about McNick. They're the five-time reigning champion. They always seem to have kids coming from that big pocket on the east side. Uh, I wouldn't count out Roger Bacon, though. They have a schedule that's set up nice. If Kiner can get back, uh, I like our chances. Well, and when you look at, look at those chances, what is the prognosis for Kiner? When will, is this a one-game thing, a two-game thing? High ankle sprain. He went down in the first quarter last week, managed to come back. I think if he could choose to play tonight uh, against the wishes of the trainers, he'd be out there. Uh, the kid has a heart uh, as big as you've ever seen. I think next week, maybe the week after, uh, is more realistic. And, of course, this is homecoming night and legends night. You're going to be part of the festivities at halftime. Talk about that. Absolutely. So every week at Roger Bacon for our home games, we bring back guys who put it all on the field and went on to great real-world success tonight. No exception. We have Phil Pitch, class of 85. Very, very extensive military history. Now a private consultant out on the West Coast. We also have Hamilton County Prosecutor Mark Peetmeyer and his friend Tim Burks, who's a luxury home builder in Fort Thomas, class of 72, lifelong best friends, and a, a great representation of what Roger Bacon stands for. And uh, like I said, we've got the homecoming festivities, all that coming up at halftime. We'll try to bring those to you here during our presentation of Roger Bacon football here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. McNick, well, Rob, when you look at them, they're 2-1, and one, same record as Roger Bacon. They've gone about it. Differently, they've got a one and one record at home, one and zero oh on the road. They're averaging just thirteen point three points per ball game, but that was mainly because they got blanked last week. And then the defensive average, giving up forty nine points a game, so they've got a scoring differential of negative three, which is what coaches never want to see. But McNick, when you look at this ball club, they've kind of been up and down, and you don't really know what to expect out of them. That's correct. Uh, the first game, kind of an aberration. They, you know, they played a tough Anderson team that actually had a lot of ex McNicholas Rockets on it, and had a little bit of a grudge to settle with the Rockets. <laughs> uh, tough game. Anderson's a big school. Last week they kind of righted the ship. Burdick and Watford, the studs for the team, kind of got things back on track. Uh, I look for a really, really tough game for the Spartans tonight. Yeah, and you, you mentioned Anderson. I brought it up at the top of the pregame show, talking to some of the Mount St. Joe University coaches today. Anderson is a powerhouse. The, they are they are one of the teams that are expected to get out of this region into the state tournament. That's correct. And, and the thing about that part of town here in Cincinnati, uh, for those not familiar, is as the exodus from Catholic schools has moved to public schools, Anderson sits in a sweet spot, thousands of kids, lots of boys to choose from, very good coaching. Uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for quite some time. And as far as Roger Bacon is concerned, they're 2-1 and one coming into tonight, the opening game of the GCL. Mike Blout in his third year, and he's got a career record of 8-15 and 15 overall. But, Rob, you spoke to him earlier today, and let's bring you that interview of Mike Blout here earlier this afternoon. And we'll try to do that here as we've got a little technical difficulties and trying to fathom this along. And But he, Rob had the opportunity to talk with Mike Blout, and let's see if we can bring that to you now. Coach Mike Blout, third-year coach of the Spartans, hot start, won the first two games, had a tough physical game against Indian Hill last week. 
Uh, tell me how the kids reacted in practice this week. Uh, they reacted pretty well. I think they knew that we left a couple touchdowns on the table against Indian Hill, and we break goes one way or, or this for us at Indian Hill, and we win that game, um, or at least we're in the game a lot closer than the score uh, dictated. You know, so our kids were were pretty pumped last year after Indian Hill. We were demoralized. They they beat us bad last year. This year, our kids knew we we should have been in the game, and that we basically shot ourselves in the foot. Uh, got a nice core of young players. Uh, certainly took your bumps and bruises last week. Tell me how the physical health of the team is holding up. Uh, pretty good right now. We uh, we have one one guy down who's Corey Kiner who. Obviously, is the uh, our really good running back. Uh, he's he is out this week. He is not going to be playing. Uh, we got a couple bumps and bruises here or there, uh, but other than that, we're in pretty good shape. Um, we we've had a little sickness run through the the locker room this week, but it's for being game four of the season. I'm pretty pretty happy with our health. You have platoon two quarterbacks the past two games: senior Kobe Taylor and sophomore Tyler Bullock. Uh, any decision on moving with one of those guys going forward? Yes, we will be starting uh, Tyler Bullock tonight. Uh, he is, it's, it's been a kind of an open competition all summer and in going into two a days and neither one of them separated themselves really well, uh, until just recently, uh, Tyler has played a lot better, uh, throwing the ball, uh, not throwing interceptions. Uh, so he's going to get the start tonight. Uh, you're a bacon guy, right? Yeah, bacon absolutely. alum. Absolutely. Uh, now the head coach, tell me what it feels like to uh, coach a homecoming game here at Roger Bacon. Oh, it's, it's exciting. I know, uh, you know, it's my third homecoming game as, as the head coach, but it's something special. I was, I grew up here as a little kid, saw my brothers playing. Uh, so this is probably my 30th or so homecoming here at Bacon. I mean, I, I've been through a lot of these. Uh, but as a head coach, it's something special. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of great coaches coming before me, you know, Brian Basevich and, uh, Rich Fuchs and Gus Doros and Kevin Huxel and Dan Starkey and all the ones before me. So, uh, you know, there's, I got some big shoes to fill and, uh, and I hope I do everybody proud and do the, do the Spartan Nation proud. Thanks for your time. Good luck tonight, coach. Yep. Thank you, Rob. Mike Blout before tonight's football game between Roger Bacon and McNicholas the Rockets. Rob, I'm going to ask you the same question that you asked Coach Mike Blount. You're a Roger Bacon grad. What's it like for you to come back on homecoming? It's always special. Uh, the thing I think that separates Bacon from just about every other school uh, is family. And when we talk about it here, we really mean it. A lot of the guys you'll meet, like our legends tonight, they've been best friends since kindergarten through high school here tonight to be honored uh, as brothers. Uh, and it's always what makes Bacon special, and I think we'll continue to make Bacon a special place to come back to. Of course, it's just a gorgeous night for football here this evening. Temperature about 75 degrees. This is the prescription turf that they call, and it's just an outstanding field here for Roger Bacon and McNicholas to get this one underway. Uh, we're just waiting here for the uh, presentation of our national anthem here before tonight's ball game, as both teams are 2-1 and one coming into this one. Weather's not going to play any factor in this game no tonight, problem. other than the, at the six-minute Mark, they may start taking water breaks like the, the referees like to do. A little warmer than we like for fall football, uh, certainly warmer than I like, but certainly a great night. Rain-free, that's the key. Uh, should be a beautiful night, great game. Yeah, it's a little different than last Friday night. Absolutely. When it was cold, rainy, and even Saturday afternoon when it was cold and rainy and everything else was going on, and uh, that happening also. A couple of notes we want to bring to you. This year's open house is going to be on Sunday, October 29th from 1 to 3 o'clock for Roger Bacon High School as it will open its doors and its home to prospective students and families. It's a great opportunity to see the campus fully alive and get a personal tour from one of the enthusiastic Spartan ambassadors. Students and parents will have the opportunity to meet and talk with teachers, coaches, club moderators, administrators, friars, and current Spartans. And each tour is going to showcase 
Bay's, their historic building, the new Friars Club and the Roger Bacon Fitness Center. So that's coming up on October 29th. That's a Sunday from 1 to 3 o'clock. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Rob Rickenbaugh bringing you tonight's broadcast of Roger Bacon and the McNicholas Rockets. And we're expecting a game tonight, probably a, I'm going to say this is probably going to be a fast-paced game, Rob, because I would think that both teams are probably going to want to keep it on the ground. That's correct. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Bacon doesn't try to air it out a little bit, uh, especially with Corey Kiner out and giving the reins to Mr. Bullock, trying to get him comfortable. Strength of the team, really, right now, the wide receiver core and the quarterback. Uh, but, as always, fast-paced, exciting game, and great GCL football. Yeah, and this one, like we said, should be a very good one. Let's pause now for our national anthem. Lord Jesus, we welcome your presence here among us and your spirit of love alive in our community of Roger Bacon High School. Today we gather to represent our school. Share with us your spirit of peace and love for one another. Bless us with a deep spirit of goodwill to ourselves and our visitors. Draw us closer together as we represent the spirit of St. Francis. We ask this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. I do ask that you remain standing. And under the direction of Katie Murray, Please join the Roger Bacon Chamber Choir for the singing of our national anthem. National Anthem here this evening. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I know I need to pay attention to my health, but I just can't seem to find the time. Between rushing to work and taking care of the kids, there's not much time left over for me. So I decided to start small by eating more fruits and vegetables and being more active. And then I got the family to make some changes, too. We started by keeping a bowl of fresh fruit on the counter, and I limit the amount of sweet snacks I keep in the house. I've also found some creative ways to add more vegetables to our meals. We're taking more walks, and on the weekends, we head down to the pool at the rec center. It doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. You don't have to change your entire life to be healthier. Just make some simple changes and include your family. You'll see how easy and fun it can be. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. Well, Roger Bacon actually won the coin toss, but they have deferred, and so 
They will get the selection at the beginning of the second half. So McNicholas is going to get the opening kickoff for tonight's game. Let's check the starting lineups. First of all, for the Roger Bacon Spartans, their defensive alignment will go as this. They go with a 5-2-4 alignment. At left defensive end will be number 5, Zach Witten. At left defensive tackle is number 56, James Thompson. Amos Zardi, number 99, is the nose guard. At defensive tackle on the right-hand side is Nate Stark. He's number 57. And Rennell Lackey is number 18. He's the right defensive end. In the middle, at the linebacker positions, is number 51, Stan Hart. And Mikhail Carson is at the other linebacker spot. He's number 68. In the backfield, the corners are Ryan Blout. He's number 12. And number 24, Amir Muhammad. And in the backfield, the defensive backfield, at free safety is Jake Speed, number 8. He leads the GCL with three interceptions so far this year. And Chris Coogley will be the strong safety. He is number 11. Now let's check out the offense for McNicholas. They are going to start across the front line at left tackle, Paul Rommel. He's number 50. Sam Martin at left guard, number 56. At center is 66, Chris Walter. At the right guard is number 71, Austin Ramey. And at right tackle is number 76, Gabe Dotterwijk. At the tight end position, as they run the tight end with three wide outs, they've got number 80, James Ellers. And at the wide receiver spots, it's Matt Newsel at number three. In the slot is number 14, Patrick Dolan. And at the wide out is number five, Andrew Clark. The quarterback is Cole Burdick, number eight. And at the running back is number six, and he is Jake Watford. Roger Bacon in their home brown uniforms, the brown tops with white pants, brown stripes down the side, white numerals and the white helmets. And for McNicholas, the Rockets, they have got the road white uniforms with the dark numerals and the gold pants with gold trim, and they've got the white helmets. At least this week, as we've seen a few times, Rob, at least I have over the years, the numbers are easily read from up here in the press box. Gotten much better. <laughs> Last week, doing the Mount St. Joe game, that was almost a nightmare. Trying to get those numbers out. But we are about set to go. Roger Bacon's going to kick it off here to start this ball game for you tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Luke Bird, the six foot, 145 pound junior, will be kicking it off. Roger Bacon will be kicking it off going left to right across your computer screen. And back set to return for McNicholas. Kickoff coverage, a weakness last week. Aaron Sparks, and he's going to take it across the 30 out to the 35 and is down at about the 38-yard line, and that is where he will be stopped, and that's where McNicholas is going to take it over, first and 10 from their own 38-yard line. Yeah, Roger Bacon had a lot of trouble containing the kickoff return last week and giving up too many open lanes. Uh, too, too good a field position to start for a, a rivalry game like this. Check that one. It was number seven, Ryan Belmont. Belmont, a senior, 5'10", 183 pounds, ran that kickoff back. So McNick will start out first and 10 from their own 38-yard line, just shy of the 39. James Ellers, the tight end, moves over tight end left, ball right in the center of the field. Barking out the signals is Burdick. Burdick on the play action. He's going to run it across, up the middle across the 40 to the 45 and into Roger Bacon territory and down at the 49-yard line after a gain of 12 on the play. Good push for the offensive line. Uh, Bacon again, failing to contain, losing a little bit of uh, the discipline it takes to uh, follow the ball. Well, he ran that. Read option is very prevalent around all levels of football now, and that's what Burdick was running. Now he's under center. 
Now he'll put Ellers in motion over to the right-hand side, and the handoff goes up the middle to Watford, and Watford breaks into the clear across the 40, and down inside the 35 to the 34-yard line. There's middle linebacker Michael Carson there, who looks like he took the wrong read, uh, hit the wrong gap. Watford goes for a nice game. And that was a gain of about 24 on that play and another first down. And that pitch is run out around the right-hand side and then stepping out of bounds is the running back, Jackson Gear. Gear taking it out around the right side. He's a senior, 6'3". The numbers we were given, Rob, are not the numbers that are coinciding out there right Maybe now. Maybe a fast one by Coach Orlando. <laughs> Flag down on the play on that. And it looks like it's going to come back after a 12-yard gain. And it looks like a hold right at the line of scrimmage. I will say McNick, Coach Orlando, he does it the right way. A solid program. Good coach. Uh, great kids out there on the east side. Uh, have to respect the McNicholas program. That's going to take it all the way back to the 46-yard line. And they need to get to the 24. So it's first down and 18 yards to go. Ball resting at the 46-yard line. Moving a motion to the far side is Andrew Clark. Now he comes back and comes back to the near side. Ball on the far hash mark. Burdick taking a long snap from center. Now drops back. Looks up the left side. He's going to throw it up the field. It is complete to his receiver, Clark, at the 5. And he's brought down inside the 10, right at about the 7-yard line. They're going to spot him at the 10. Safety let him get behind him again. Can't do that. Got to stay disciplined. Got to keep those guys in front of you. Boy, McNicholas just seems to be doing whatever they want so far defensively. Or offensively, excuse me. Now moving in motion to the near side is Jason Fair. And Fair is going to be hit behind the line and dropped. Patrick Dolan, check that, is the man who was carrying the football. And he was brought down almost immediately for a two-yard loss by Logan Wolf. Logan Wolf, legacy kid, senior. Homecoming, nice tackle. So the ball, second down, and goal to go at the 15-yard line after the loss of five. Burdick, handoff up the middle, and it goes straight up the middle to Jacob Royce, and Royce takes it inside the 10, down to the 7. Gain of eight on the play, and it brings up third and goal. If they can hold them here, Dave, that would be a bit of a moral victory after the way they've been gouged these first couple series. Gear is slot left. They've got Ellers lined up tight end left. Dolan goes out to the slot left, and Gear is going to stay in the backfield. Check out, that's Royce, excuse me. Burdick calling out out of the shotgun. Drops straight back, looks under the left side of the end zone. It is complete to a receiver at the five, struggles forward, and I think he's Lost into the, the end zone. Did he Maybe. lose the football? Out of bounds. They're going to spot him out of bounds at the one-yard line after the completion to Jackson Gear. So the ball, first and fourth and goal at the one. Fourth down, goal to go at the one-yard line with 9.40 to go in the first quarter. Fourth down, and it's a tight end formation for McNicholas. As Burdick is under center now, ball on the near hash mark. Puts a man in motion. Handoff up the middle to Royce, and Royce is going to take it in for the score. Snuck it in. Got met at the goal line, but had enough force to kind of push it in for the touchdown. So that makes it six to nothing. Your score. 
with 9.37 left to go in this first quarter of play. And now coming in to attempt the extra point is Hank Veneman. Veneman, a freshman, 5'9", 131 pounds. Now check that. That is not Veneman. It's Pete Verdin. Verdin, a senior. And he puts it up, and it is good. 9.37 left to go in the first quarter. Your score. It's now McNicholas 7 and Roger Bacon nothing. After years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern is moving. Join them on September 23rd for their grand opening as they move just yards behind their current location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza. But only the location will change. The Wishbone Tavern will still serve the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed and family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk through the door. The Wishbone Tavern is a part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joseph Football. The Wishbone Tavern, open every day at 11. And don't forget their grand opening, September 23rd. Well, Rob, there's going to have to be... A lot of shoring up defensively for Roger Bacon after that drive. They're a young defense. They looked every bit of it on that drive. Uh, nothing will make you grow up faster than a GCL football game. Uh, they were exposed a little bit. I have no doubt they'll pull it together. Uh, again, if last year's any indication, 7 to nothing, not a score they can't overcome here. Yeah, exactly, because last year Roger Bacon was down 30-7 to and ended up coming back and losing it by three. So now the kickoff, and Roger Bacon will take it in at their five-yard line, taken in by Coleman. Coleman at the 20, 25, 30 in the middle, and he's going to struggle forward and be brought down at the 35-yard line after a 30-yard return. And that's where Roger Bacon will start out. First and 10 at their own 35-yard line, make it the 36-yard line is where they're going to spot it down at. Coleman, a neighborhood kid from St. Clement, and uh, one of the real leaders of this team uh, as a senior wideout. So it'll be first and ten for Roger Bacon at their own 36-yard line as they get their initial possession of the night. Burdick, excuse me, Bullock, Tyler Bullock, the sophomore starting quarterback, number seven, out of the shotgun formation. He's got Coogley, and Coogley's going to take it off left guard right across the 36 out to the 40-yard line for a gain of four. And it'll bring up second down six. Good push by the line. I uh, understand big sophomore Nolan Tebby is going to see a lot of time in the rotation tonight at 255 pounds. Uh, that'll be a big help, Dave. Second down, six yards to go. Ball on the near hash mark. Burdick bouncing, barking out the signals for Roger Bacon, and he hands it off to Coogley, and Coogley's going to take it off the right-hand side and take it up to the 41-yard line for a gain of maybe a yard on the play. Looks like the guard missed the missed the block on the pole there and uh, tackled for no gain. So that'll bring up third down and call it five yards to go. 7 nothing. McNicholas on top of it, 8.35 remaining in this first quarter. Corner blitz. Bullock, Bullock is going to get hit behind the line as he was looking to his left for a pass. Couldn't find anybody and has dropped back at the 35-yard line for a five-yard loss. First sack of the night by McNicholas. And he'll bring up fourth down and ten. Got to pick that blitz up. Uh, he came through clean. Linebacker followed. Punt. Luke Bird will punt the football away from his own 35-yard line. Back set to return is Matthew Newsel. Good snap. Bird gets the punt away. Good end-over-end kick. It's going to hit 
in McNicholas territory, and the Rockets will let it go out of bounds at the 37-yard line. Luke Bird, another legacy kid, comes from a great family, the Brannons and the Birds. Uh, a lot of that here tonight, Dave. A lot of family uh, legacy here at Roger Bacon. 38-yard punt, so not a bad punt. Got a good roll ball at the 37-yard line. Rockets in their own territory. They lead it 7 to nothing, And they come out with the ball in the near hash mark. Going from right to left across your computer screen. Out wide right, Andrew Clark. Clark was responsible for the first touchdown. Didn't He didn't get it, but he had caught a long pass. That pass, ball is handed off to Royce, and Royce is going to take it across the 40-45 out to the 47-yard line. That kid is a bowling ball. Royce, starting at the running back position here tonight, number 41 of junior, 5'8", 171 pounds. I don't think he's 171. He's closer to 190. Sees the field well. Uh, of course, with a, a hole like that, you and I could walk through it. Pitch out going to Royce. Royce bobbled it, got it back under control, takes it into Spartan territory across the 50 down to the 46-yard line. Gain of five yards, but, boy, that was dangerous because Burdick pitched it out late on the play, and it was almost bobbled. As my old teammate Dave Kaplan would say, it's gut check time for this defense. Uh, these guys got to step up, particularly the linebackers. So it's third down, make it second down and five yards to go. Moving in motion to the right-hand side is Newsel. Newsel's going to get the handoff across the 45 and down to the 40-yard line, and he's got a gain of seven and another first down. They are able to just do whatever they want to, the Rockets are, right now offensively. Yeah, well, in that case, it's, it's 56, James Thompson, who took the wrong angle. You take the wrong angle, uh, it's a first down. First and ten at the Spartans' 40. Spartans showing blitz, movement on the line, and it's going to be offsides against the Spartans and taking it as Bullock inside the 40 down to the 37, but it doesn't matter. Looked like some movement, and it, right now McNicholas is saying it's against Roger Bacon, as the officials will confer on this one. And it will be offsides against the Spartans. So negate that three-yard run. On the play by Bullock. First quarter has been all about discipline and a lack of, which is unusual for a Mike Blount team, uh, really hurting the Bacon defense right now. So it's first and five from the 35-yard line. 6.40 left to go in this first quarter. McNicholas with the ball in the lead. Hand off to Royce, and Royce is stacked up and down immediately at the line of scrimmage on a nice play by Nate Stark, number 57. No gain on the play. Another legacy kid. Parents here tonight celebrating their 30th anniversary of graduation from Roger Bacon. Roger and Julie. Second down, five yards to go. Ball at the 35-yard line of the Spartans. Burdick out of the shotgun. Hand off to Royce again. Royce is going to be hit. No, Burdick's going to keep it on a keeper around the right side inside the 30 to the 25 and down at the 23-yard line. Boy, what a nice face fake by Burdick. He picked up 13 and another first down. And they're going to go with a hurry-up offense as we're halfway through the first quarter. 7-0 Rockets and they've got the ball in the center of the field. Dropping back is Burdick. And Burdick is going to throw it out to the wide-open receiver that being Matt Newsel, and Newsel takes it inside the 10. And they're going to say he stepped out of bounds just shy of the 10 at the 12. Another first down. 5.48 remaining in this first quarter. 7 nothing Rockets. 
Royce, the single setback. Tight end right is Ellers. Royce is going to line up to the right out of the shotgun to Burdick. Burdick, he's going to run it up the middle inside the 15. He's going to be hit and dropped behind the line of scrimmage by the nose tackle on the play. Amos Zardi, number 99, got the sack. This is not typical of a Joe Clements defense. A lot of guys failing to to keep track of their assignment, uh, lacking that discipline. So now it'll bring up second down and 12. They can actually get a first down by getting inside the three. Ball resting at the 14-yard line. Now Royce shifts over to the left-hand side. Verdict, ball in the near hash mark. Keeper right up the middle to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, and he just scampers right into the end zone for the score from 14 yards out. And that makes it 13 to nothing. That just opened up. Jake Speed, a good athlete. Uh, poor execution on that tackle. You can't dive at a guy's ankles uh, and hope you bring him down. So that makes it 13 to nothing. With 4.53 remaining to go in this first quarter of play and in to attempt the extra point for the second time tonight is Pete Verdon. Verdon hit the first one. Ball is down. Kick is up. And the kick is good. 4.53 remaining in the first quarter. Your score is McNicholas 14, Roger Bacon nothing. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Spartan fans, Josh Wilking here, proud member of the class of 2012 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your full-service Chevrolet dealership and proud partner of Roger Bacon Athletics. Thank you, Spartan Army, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing full-size franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. KelseyChev.com. Hail Spartans. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Well, it's 14 to nothing. McNicholas on top of this one as we head into the final portion of this first quarter of play. 4.53 left to go. And McNicholas, for the second time tonight, will be kicking it off. And they get a low line drive kick right into the sun. And it will be taken in by Zach Coleman. Coleman at his 10 to the 15-20. Up the far side to the 30-yard line. And he's going to be brought down at the 34-yard line after a return of 25 yards. So Roger Bacon's really got to get something going. They were three and out. Their only possession and their defense really needs to get a break here. Yeah, I don't know if it's the new quarterback uh, getting his first start or Kiner being out. Mike went very conservative uh, that first series. Let's see if they didn't open it up a little bit. Try to get some points on the board. 14 nothing. Rockets on top of it. Ball resting at the 34-yard line. Bullock, the quarterback, out of the shotgun, handoff to Coogley. Coogley around the left side to the 40, and he's going to be brought down at the 43-yard line after a gain of nine on the play. Close to a first down, but he's going to be shy by about a yard. Coogley's a senior, tough kid. Uh, certainly has the heart to make up for whatever he might lack with that home run ability, but uh, 
course, solid possession back. He's in the lineup because Kiner is out tonight with that high ankle sprain. Bullock Herdick, throws it out into the flat to Edmondson, and Edmondson is going to take it. Tiptoe up the sideline, and let's see, he got knocked out of bounds right at the yard marker. And they're going to say no gain on the play. So it will be third down and less than a yard from the 43-yard line. He may have lost about a half a yard. This might be where I let Bullock uh, air one out, uh, see if we can't catch him on their heels a little bit. Bullock, hand off to Coogley right up the middle, and he's got the first down. Forward progress stopped at the 45-yard line. But he picked up two on the carry, and it's a first down for Roger Bacon, their first of the night. Yeah, they brought the house on that one, and uh, he squeezed about a yard and a half out of it. 3.47 remaining to go in the first quarter. It's 14-0 Rockets. Roger Bacon with the ball out to their own 45-yard line on first and 10. Coogley to the left of Bullock. Bullock number seven, fake handoff, drops straight back, looks up the left-hand side. He's going to throw the ball deep, and it is caught on the play at the 20. Going up and catching the ball, Zach Coleman at the 20, and he's run out of bounds at the 19-yard line. Yeah, the first of many big completions for Tyler Bullock. I think you could see his arm strength and touch on that. 36-yard completion on the play, and just an acrobatic catch by Coleman up the left-hand side. First and 10 for Roger Bacon. First time into Rocket Territory at the 19. Hand off to Coogley behind the left tackle. He's going to take it down to the 18, maybe the 17-yard line. Gain of about a yard on the play, and it'll be second down and a long eight. That brought the crowd to life. Good crowd here tonight. For this one, just a gorgeous night for football here tonight. About 75 degrees. Sunshine. Bullock, the quarterback for Roger Bacon, out of the shotgun. He's got Coogley to his left. He drops straight back, looks to his right. Now he's going to run to his left, cut back to the right, and he's going to be hit and dropped back at the 22-yard line. Loss of four on the play. So loss of four on the play. Second sack of the night for the Rocket defense, and it brings up third down and 13 yards to go with 2.31 remaining in this first quarter. Not a good time to take a sack. Now Roger Bacon will huddle up. 2.19 remaining to go. Third down and 13 yards to go. They can get a first down inside the 10-yard line. Now Coogley is going to go slot right into the backfield now is Kyle Dalid and Dalid Bullock is going to be dropped all the way back to the 35 they're going to spot him down at the 33 yard line the Rockets came with everything that they had just sent the kitchen sink at the sophomore and he had no time to do anything loss of 8 on the play and it brings up 4th down and about 30, 23 yards to go and it's punting time now for the Spartans. So it looked very promising after Coleman's reception up the left-hand side. Now turns into a punt situation, and Coleman is going to be staring right into the sun. Is going to punt the ball away from his own 33-yard line. He'll just look to pooch it. No rush whatsoever. He puts a high spinning kick that's going to hit inside the five-yard line and bounce out of bounds. And now they're going to say it went through the end zone. It hit at the four and then bounced through the end zone inside the pylon. So that'll give the Rockets the ball at first and ten at their own 20-yard line. 
Roger Bacon is now scheduling shadow days for prospective 8th graders looking to move on to an academically excellent, passionately Catholic, and uniquely Franciscan education. Give a call to Brandon Collins or Alyssa Flating in the admissions office to set up shadow day or take a tour of Roger Bacon High School. So the Rockets will get it first and 10 at their own 20 after the touchback. 114 left to go in this first quarter. 14 nothing Rockets. Royce is in the backfield. Ellers lines up tight end right. Ball right in the center of the field. Two receivers out wide to the left-hand side, and now they move Watlin in motion. Handoff goes to Royce behind the left guard. He takes it across the 25 and out to the 30-yard line. Gain of 10 yards on the carry and a first down for Royce. A minute nine left to go. The clock stops on the movement of the chains. Royce still in the backfield. Boy, he has been the workhorse tonight so far for the Rockets. They have been able to do anything they want. Run, pass, whatever. And Roger Bacon has not been able to do anything to stop it so far. 50 seconds and running left to go in the first quarter. 14-0 Rockets. And the handoff. Now the fake handoff goes. Burdick is going to keep it himself across the 40 to the 45. And he's going to be dropped at the 49-yard line. 19-yard run for Burdick, the quarterback of the Rockets. First and 10. So back-to-back first down runs with 40 seconds remaining in this first quarter. Burdick, the quarterback, out of the shotgun. He's got Royce behind him. Now he lines up to the right of him. Ball in the near hash mark. Ellers tied end right. Dropping back is Burdick. Burdick is going to throw it up the right side. There was nobody there, and it's going to be intercepted on the play by Roger Bacon. Amir Muhammad. Muhammad's going to run it back to the 20, to the, and he's going to be dropped at the 20-yard line, and there's a flag down, and it looks like it's on Roger Bacon. It might be a clip in the back, but then there's another flag along the far sideline, Roger Bacon's sideline, and Muhammad is still down at the 20-yard line and hurt. He caught that ball over his shoulder and then ran it back to the 20, and as he was running it back, he was grabbed by one of the defenders at that point in time and looked like he might have wrenched his knee somewhat as he was brought down at the 20-yard line. But there are a pair of penalty flags. There's a personal foul called against Roger Bacon. So that will mark it half the distance to the goal line with 13 seconds left to go in this first quarter of play. It's 14-0. McNicholas on top of it. So the clip, let's see, the ball would be spotted at the 20-yard line, and I believe it would be half the distance to the goal. Tomorrow we'll bring you Mount St. Joseph College Football. We'll be on the air at 1 o'clock with the pregame show. 1.30 with kickoff as the Lions will be entertaining the Bluffton Beavers in the first Heartland Conference game of the season for both ball clubs. Now Muhammad is up, and he's going to walk off under his own power with a slight limp. So the personal foul penalty will now be assessed against the Spartans from the 20-yard line. Well, the Spartans have had a couple of big plays in the last minute and a half. The one by Kuhlman up the left-hand side, and now that one by Muhammad, the interception. But the personal foul penalty is going to knock it back to the 10-yard line, half the distance to the goal line. And that's where Roger Bacon will start with it. First and 10 from their own 10. 
Bullock, the quarterback. He's got Coogley behind him to the left. Hand off to Coogley. Stop and go around the left-hand side to the 15. Puts his head down and bowls over a defender. Out to the 20, to the 25, to the 26-yard line. Great run by Coogley. Out across the 25 to the 26 to get the Spartans out of danger. After a 16-yard run on the play. And that will be a first down, and that will also end the first quarter of play. We played one. Here at Roger Bacon, your score. It's with the McNicholas Rockets 14 and the Roger Bacon sponsor. Spartans, nothing. For most military service members, returning home is a joyful time. But when these troops come home injured, it can be the beginning of a long and painful struggle to recuperate. A struggle that can affect their entire family. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes is a nonprofit organization that has put together an array of support services for these heroes. They include programs that help with jobs and financial aid, as well as conferences that can assist them on their road to recovery. The goal is to help our heroes and their families transition back to civilian life with pride and dignity. Our servicemen and women all volunteer to serve and defend this nation. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes can help you thank them for their sacrifices both on and off the battlefield. To learn more or to find out how you can volunteer to help at a VA hospital, call 1-888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org on the web. Dave Mitchell and Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Roger Bacon where your score here at the end of the first quarter is 14 to nothing. Rockets on top of this one. It has not been a good first quarter for the Spartans as the Rockets have been able to do whatever they have wanted to offensively. But a couple of big plays, especially that last one by Amir Muhammad and then Chris Coogley on his 16-yard run taking it out to the 27. And that's where the Spartans will start at first and 10 from their own 27-yard line. And Roger Bacon will be going from right to left across your computer screen now to open up the second quarter of play. At halftime is the legend ceremony and the homecoming court. And we'll bring those to you here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And the officials are taking their time here in between quarters, giving giving both teams a chance to hydrate themselves here in between quarters at Roger Bacon. It is a very hot and humid tonight night for high school football. Lights have not yet to take effect, but this is one of these nights where it's probably one of the last ones that we'll have in the high school football season. Last week was rainy and cold. This week, hot and muggy. And it'll be the same way tomorrow when we bring you the Mount St. Joe Bluffton ball game here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Blake Watson and I will have all the action beginning at 1.30 with the kickoff, 1 o'clock with the pregame show here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And don't forget on Monday night, Mark Donahue and I will have the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show here on UST. That begins at 9 o'clock. And you can also catch all of these. Tonight's game, tomorrow afternoon's game, and the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on iTunes and on our website. And you can check out the archives and listen to the ball games in their entirety anytime you want. Just download them to your phone and you've got them right there for yourself. So we're getting ready to start the second quarter of play. 
and Roger Bacon has the football to start the second quarter. Ball in the near hash mark at their own 27-yard line. Bullock, the quarterback. He hands it off to Coogley. Coogley takes it out to the 29-yard line. Boy, he just refuses to go down. He was hit by four rocket tacklers and still drug them out to the 30-yard line for a gain of four. Second down, six yards to go. Now Burdick is coming over near the side to get the play call from head coach Mike Blout. Now he'll go back into the sugar huddle, just bark out the signals to the offensive line. Coogley still in the backfield, lines up on the right-hand side. Dual receivers out wide on both sides. Burdick drops straight back to pass, looks up the right. He's going to throw the ball deep. He's got Coleman, and it is through his hands and incomplete. That was Logan Wolf, excuse me. Logan Wolf up the right-hand side. One more step, and he'd had the completion, and he was gone. 6'1", 190-pound senior is Wolf. So the incompletion brings up third down and along seven yards to go here in this one with 11-18 remaining to go in the first half of play. It's 14-0 Rockets. Bullock drops straight back. He's going to look out to the right-hand side. Tried to get it to Coogley, and it was incomplete. And then a flag is thrown at the end of the play. One of the defenders for the Rockets came in and hit Bullock late after the pass. So the personal foul will give Roger Bacon the first down. Maybe an opportunity to get something going, Dave. Well, they've had... It's going to be roughing the passer called against the Rockets. You know, Coogley, boy, I'll tell you what, when that kid gets ahead of steam, he cannot be brought down easily. Big kid has added quite a bit of weight since he uh, came here as a sophomore from Moeller. Uh, again, tough kid, big heart, uh, makes up for uh, his lack of athleticism with uh, effort. So that puts it out to the 45-yard line, still in Spartan territory. Coogley with the handoff. He's going to be dropped after about a yard gain on the play. Good tackle on the play by Gear Jackson. Big weakness tonight, though. Bacon's inability to take advantage of the edge. Kiner being out, obviously a, a big detriment to that. You know, it's required nowadays to say that you've got to seal off the edge or take advantage of the edge when you're doing a ball game. That's exactly right. I think ESPN has made that famous. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dual receivers out here to the near side. Coogley, the running back. He's going to get it, stop and go, run around the left-hand side to the 50. Outruns a tackler inside the Nick Nick Nicholas territory and down to the 47-yard line. It's a gain of nine on the, make it seven yards on the play, and it'll bring up third down and two. They're going to have to keep that defense honest, uh, try to get some of those guys to spread out. You put eight or nine in the box, you're going to have a tough time running between the tackles. So it's third down, two yards to go. Bullock out of the shotgun. Drops Blitz. straight back. Blitz. He's going to be hit, and he has no place to throw it and just throws the ball away, but they're going to say he was down. Boy, there was absolutely no hesitation by the Rockets on that play. They just came with everything. Looks like that nickel back came clean again off the edge. No one's picking him up. Uh, it's about the third or fourth time he's had a direct path to Bullock. So the third sack of the night by the Rockets takes it back inside Spartan territory down at the 41-yard line. So it's fourth down and about 14 yards to go, and it's punting time again for Luke Bird. So Bird will punt it away from his own 41. 
Good snap. Gets a good high sidewind kick. It's going to be taken in by McNicholas right at the 30-yard line by Patrick Dolan. So that's going to be McNicholas football. 9.21 left to go in the first quarter. Your score, it's the Rockets 14, Roger Bacon nothing. Inner Blessings, Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Well, while you were away... McNicholas snapped the ball quickly to their quarterback, Burdick, and Burdick ended up dropping the snap and then was dropped about four yards behind the line of scrimmage. First sack of the night for Roger Bacon. It's like the defense getting a little bit more confidence uh, as they get some footing underneath them. Let's see if they can uh, turn the ball over. Ball at the 27-yard line, second down, 13 yards ago. Burdick is going to roll out to his right, look over the middle. He's got a receiver, that's Ellers, and Ellers is going to be hit at the 41-yard line. He's going to struggle forward to the 42, to the 43, and he's finally going to be stopped at the 44-yard line. Boy, nice catch. That was Andrew Clark, actually. I thought it was Ellers, the tight end, but it was Andrew Clark, the junior 5'10", 145-pounder. And immediately, the Rockets are going to go no huddle. Burdick is going to throw it out to the left-hand side, and it is complete that time to Dolan. Dolan's going to take it across midfield into Roger Bacon territory and dropped at the 49-yard line after a gain of seven. We're in that bubble screen. Looks like no one went with him. Uh, cut back behind his, his receiver and picked up a nice game. 8.18 remaining in this first half of action, and now the clock has stopped. There's a flag down on the play, and it's against the Rockets. It looks like a block in the back is what they're going to call. When you get those bubble screens, you cannot hit the receiver when the ball is in the air. You've got to hit them prior to the ball being in the air, and that might have been what they called. So it takes it all the way back to the 35-yard line in Rockets territory. It's going to be first down. And call it about 24 yards to go. Handoff on the left-hand side. It goes to Ryan Belmont. Belmont across the 45, out to midfield, into Rocket territory again. And he's close to a first down at the 45-yard line of Roger Bacon. He's got a 21-yard gain and a first down, Rob. That's what arm tackling will get you, Dave, is a 21-yard gain. Again, just poor technique on Bacon's defense trying to, to wrap him up. Burdick. Drops straight back. Looks downfield on first and ten. And the throw over the middle, it is complete on the play. Up to the 22-yard line to Matt Newsel. Make it the 30-yard line is where they'll spot him. You know, the, getting gassed with the running game, first couple series has softened up some zone areas of the passing game. A wide open receivers running right down the field. 7.49 remaining in this first half. The legend ceremony and homecoming. Ceremony coming up at halftime. Burdick, handoff, goes inside to Belmont, and Belmont's going to take it inside the 25 to the 24-yard line. It's a gain of six yards on the carry. I can only remember a handful of plays right now, Rob, where the Rockets have lost yardage. Usually if they have, it's by their own uh, mistake, shooting themselves in the foot, 
very little penetration by the Roger Bacon defense. 7-10 and running left to go in the half. Burdick fakes left, now goes to the right. He's going to cut it to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Dives under the corner of the end zone, under the pylon, and goes in for the score. We've said it all night. You give up the edge, bad things happen. And uh, sure enough, no containment there. He goes in for a touchdown. And that makes it 20 to nothing. And this is almost a rerun of last year's game. Almost identical. That makes it 20 to nothing. Rockets on top of it. With seven minutes left to go exactly in this first half of play. In to attempt the extra point is Peter Verden. He is two for two here tonight. Kick is up, and the kick is through the uprights. Seven minutes exactly left to go in the half. It's now 21 to nothing. McNicholas over Roger Bacon. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. Well, we'd like to thank our primary sponsors here this evening for helping us out with this broadcast. Kelsey Chevrolet and Stacy Heating and Cooling, our thanks to them. Right now, not very good news for Roger Bacon. It's 21 to nothing. Spartans down on the scoreboard. We talked a little bit about it, Rob. This is almost identical to what happened last year. It is. Uh, putting McNick out to a big lead, of course, uh, mounting a comeback against... A good physical team like we've seen tonight uh, might be a tall order for uh, a Bacon team that's relying on freshmen and sophomores uh, and a few juniors to get it done. Well, the future looks bright for this team, but right now the future is not here yet. And they are down on the scoreboard 21 to nothing. So Verdin will kick it off and set to return is Coleman for the Spartans and he'll take it in at his 8 yard line. Cuts it back to the far side to the 15, to the 20, to the 25 it's going to be stacked up and brought down right at the 30 yard line. Kuhlman a junior 6'1", 175 pounder he makes a lot happen on his own. He didn't have much to work with on that return and that's where the Spartans will start out first and 10 from their own 30 and field position except for one possession Rob has not been a problem for Roger Bacon here tonight. Gotten a good start on each of their possessions. Uh, just a real failure to be able to do something with it. Uh, minus the one trip to McNick territory. Well, you would think that they've got to get a score here before the half in order to make things easier on themselves in the second half. They're going to get the kickoff to start the second half as they were deferred the coin toss. And they really need a spark uh, to get some confidence going. This is a good football team. Uh, Bullock. Somebody jumped on the line, and it'll be offsides. Uh, motion, excuse me, motion called against Roger Bacon. Yeah, right now, the, the Spartans, Rob, just seem to be in disarray. They don't know. They have no confidence in, in what they're doing. You mentioned it a few times ago, a few minutes ago, that the defense looked like it was picking up some confidence, but the offense just hasn't seemed to have that here tonight. Right, right. And they have picked up confidence, but... uh as we said, discipline and a lack thereof has hurt them all night. Handoff around the left-hand side. That's to Keontae Deer. 
Deer is sophomore, 170 pounder, 5 feet 7 inches tall, and boy, he scampered around that left end out to the 33 yard line for a gain of 8 yards on the carry. Very good, uh, solid kid out of Our Lady of Grace up on the hill. Uh, Keontae Deer, great kid. Deer, back in the backfield, handoff. He's going to go around the right hand side this time to the 35. He's going to be brought down at the 40. 38-yard line. He is close to a first down. He's going to be stopped shy by about two yards, and it'll bring up third and two. And I think that's a great example of, uh, if that's Corey Kiner, that's probably a touchdown because he hits that edge and he's gone. Uh, Keontae Deer, shifty and fast, uh, just not with that elite speed like Kiner has. Make it third down and about a yard. Ball at the 39-yard line is where they spotted Deer. Deer to the right-hand side. A bullock, a lot of movement on the line, and the flag goes up, and that'll be an automatic first down as they're going to get the Rockets for offsides. And I think one of the things I've seen with with Tyler Bullock is uh, trying to get comfortable. In the past few weeks, he's come in in relief for Kobe Taylor. A lot of the pressure of the game being on his shoulders was non-existent. This week, he's the man, uh, and maybe he's come out with a few butterflies. So it's first down, 10 yards to go. At the Spartans' 44-yard line. Moving in motion to the right-hand side is Bird. And now dropping back Bullock. Tried to throw it out into the flat to Coleman, and it was almost intercepted. Telegraphed that one. Almost intercepted by Luke Cuban Street. Never took his eyes off Zach Coleman. Uh, can't do that, Tyler. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ball at the 44-yard line. And Tyler's still learning that, you know, he can't use his arm to make up for uh, throwing into triple coverage. Well, you got to remember, he's 14, 15 years old, yeah. you know, still learning the game of football at the varsity level. Trips out to the near side. Deer moves to the left-hand side. Now Bullock is going to drop back. He's going to look up the left-hand side, and it is over the head of the intended receiver, Luke Burden, incomplete. And it's third down and ten. And he'll become more accurate as old, the older he gets. Bacon's taking some big shots. Uh, might behoove them to, to maybe look for a little bit more steady uh, ground control and then the shorter passes. Uh, ball control offense, you know, picking up smaller chunks versus going for home runs. 5.47 left to go in this first half of play. 21 nothing. Rockets on top of it. Verdict drops back. Bullet throws it out into the left-hand side, and it is complete on the play to Zuri Edmondson, but Edmondson then tripped trying to make a move and couldn't pick up any yardage. Went down right at the line of scrimmage, and it'll be fourth down and punting time again for Luke Bird. And Nick jumped on that. Uh, of course, we threw the ball right to him, but Zach Kuhlman streaking down the sideline all by himself. Uh, again, Tower Bullock a little too focused on uh, the bubble screen, uh, not picking up all his reads. Matt Newsel will return it. Bird, under a heavy rush, gets a nice punt off. It's going to hit at the 25, bounce inside the 20, and it'll be downed inside the 15 at the 14-yard line. That's a 42-yard punt by Bird under heavy pressure. And that may be the best play of the night, with the exception of Kuhlman's reception up the left-hand side. I think you're right, and I think what you mentioned uh, just a while back about the field possession game, uh, you know, here we are again with McNick starting deeper in their own territory. Bacon has started with good field position all night, just has not been able to capitalize on it, uh, or stop McNick for that matter. 21 to nothing, with 5.03 remaining in this first half. 
the Legend Ceremony and Homecoming coming up at halftime. We'll have that for you here on Ultimate Sports Talk. So Burdick, the quarterback under center. He's going to keep her on the right side. He's going to be hit and dropped at the 10. I'm not sure what happened on that play, Rob. It looked like a busted play, but he also looked like he was intending to run it that way. It looked like the running back went one way and he went the other. Uh, Bacon there to make the stop. Loss of four on the play. Ball back at the 10-yard line of the Rockets. And now they'll work onto the shotgun as Burdick backs it up. Royce right behind him. Ryan Blount a little tight on coverage there. Uh, Ball in the near hash mark. Snap goes to Burdick. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side to Blount, and it is going to be intercepted. Ryan Blount. Ryan Blount. You mentioned that just before the play, and he played it perfectly and came down with the ball in Sp- Rockets territory. They're going to spot him at the, four, the 38-yard line. Doesn't hurt when you've been coached uh, your whole life by Mike Blount, <laughs> uh, who played that position and guarded one of the great receivers in Canadian football history, Milt Siegel, uh, an 87, 88 alum here, uh, Cincinnati Bengal, uh, all-time great receiver in Canada. So it's first and ten for the Spartans at the Rockets' 38-yard line. Deer stays in the backfield with Bullock. Bullock, fake handoff. He's going to run it off the right-hand side inside the 35, down to the 32-yard line. That read option, and he took it off the right-hand side for a gain of seven. And it brings up second down, three yards to go. And Bullock's the kid. I think they list him around 230. He's probably pushing 250, and when he gets ahead of steam going... He's tough to bring down. Inside four minutes and running. Left to go in the first half. Bullock, handoff to Deer. Deer's going to keep it around the left-hand side. He cuts it outside to the 30. Inside the 30, down to the 24-yard, 26-yard line, excuse me. It's a first down after a gain of six yards on the carry for Deer. Got when, something going here. When you got Coogley just beating on people in the backfield, and then you bring in Deer, and he starts out running people, well, you've got a good tandem there. Deer's going to stay in. Now he's going to come out, and Coogley's going to come back in. 3.45 and running. Ball at the 26-yard line of the Rockets. Coogley, with the ball in the near hash mark, lines up to the right of Bullock. Bullock drops straight back, looking for a screen. Now he's going to run out to the left-hand side. He's going to tuck it under inside the 25, down to the 22-yard line. Gain of four in the play. That was a smart choice by Bullock that time to just keep it on, keep it and run it up the middle. Took the words out of my mouth. Uh, he thought about it. He thought about gunning it down there, made the right decision for the keeper, uh, made a positive play out of what looked like it might be uh, problematic. Now Deer's in the ball game again. He's going to line up in the backfield, and they're going to put Coogley at an H-back position on the right side. Ball in the near hash mark. Hand off to Deer, right up the middle, inside the 20. He's going to take it inside the 20 to the 15. That is Deer's impersonation of Coogley. He picks up, call it seven on the play, and it's another first down for the Spartans. That's tough running for a 147-pound sophomore. Uh, not that I'd expect less. Keontae Deer is a great kid and big heart and uh, showing some real skill tonight. Burdick runs almost all the way over to the far side to get the play from Mike Blout and then comes back to the huddle and barks it out to the rest of the team. Coogley and the slot right. Deer right next to him, dropping back 
is Bullock. Bullock rolls out to the right. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got a receiver. He's got it for a touchdown. 15-yard reception on the play. And it is now 21-6. Looked like... Looked like Luke Bird got the touchdown pass. Couldn't see it was in the far corner of the end zone. 2.19 remaining to go in this half, and it's 21-6. to And Bird now is going to attempt the extra point. Boy, the Spartans needed that touchdown pass. High snap, but it's down. Kick is up, and the kick is good. 2.19 left to go in this first half of play. Your score. It's now McNicholas, 21. Roger Bacon, 7. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Well, back at Roger Bacon, it is 21-7, 2.19 remaining to go in this first half of play. The Legends and Homecoming Ceremony coming up at halftime. And we'll have that for you live here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Tomorrow, Mount St. Joe football, 1.30 with the kickoff, 1 o'clock with the pregame, Blake Watson and I, as the Lions entertain the Bluffton Beavers as they open up the Heartland Conference schedule. Just like these two teams are opening up the GCL tonight. Bird will kick it off. Coleman back, set to return. For the Rockets, and he picks it up on a dead run at the 20 to the 25. Cuts it to the far side to the 30, and he's going to be dropped right at that 30-yard line. Maybe the 31 is where they'll give him forward progress. 2.12 left to go in this first half and it has been pretty much all McNicholas up until that last drive by the Spartans and the 15 yard touchdown pass has now made it 21 to 7 ball resting at the 31 yard line in Rocket territory Cole Burdick will bring out his Rocket offensive teammates. They were 2-1 and one coming into this ball game, as was Roger Bacon. So Burdick with the ball in the far hash mark. He's got Royce to his right. Burdick is going to keep it himself right up the middle. He's going to struggle forward across the 31 to the 32-yard line for a gain of a yard. Nice tackle made by Mikhail Carson. Carson from his linebacker position came up to get that one. Second down, nine yards to go. We're under two minutes and running left in this first half. Hand off Royce. Royce is going to keep it across the 35 and out to the 37-yard line. And a gain of six yards on the carry, and it brings up third down and three. Belmont into the ball game now in the backfield for Royce. Dropping back is Burdick. Burdick rolls out to his right. He's going to throw it over the middle of the Ellers. It is complete. They're going to spot forward progress to the 40, but that's right in front of us. And that is a generous spot because Ellers, boy, it didn't look like he got anywhere near the 40. But they gave him the 40-yard line. 
And that is going to be shy of the first down by about a yard. He needs to get to the 41. So it's fourth down and a yard, and timeout is taken by Roger Bacon as they want to conserve as much time on the clock as possible. So the timeout stop the clock with a minute 25 left to go in this first half. And it will be punting time now. It appears to be going to be punting time for McNicholas as they bring in Cole Burdick, who's also the quarterback, is dropping back to punt on the play. So Burdick, he could always keep it himself. They Dropping back is Kuhlman for Roger Bacon. He's going to take it in at about his 30. A lot of movement up front. Good snap from center. Burdick is going to get the punt away. It's a low-line drive kick. The Kuhlman's going to take in at his 25. Cuts it to the far side. To the 30. To the 35. To the 40. 45. 50. Up the near side. To the 40. To the 35. To the 30. He's going to take it in for the score. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. 70-yard return for Coleman and all of a sudden Roger Bacon's back into this one at 21 to 13 with a minute 6 to go in this first half. What an electrifying run by Coleman. He took it in on a low line drive and it was a returnable kick at his 30, cut it to the far side, tiptoed up the sideline and then cut it back inside at about the 35 yard line of Nicholas territory and ended up running it in for the score with a minute six to go in this first half. What a run back by Coleman. And now Bird will come in to attempt the extra point with a minute six to go. It was 21 nothing. McNicholas, and they had this ball game. They could do no wrong. And now all of a sudden, just out of sheer heart and desire, Roger Bacon has pulled it to within eight, and it could be seven after this extra point attempt by Bird. With a minute six to go in the ball in the first half, excuse me. So Bird the sidewinder. He'll attempt the extra point, puts it up, and it is good. So now it's twenty-one to fourteen. Roger Bacon has pulled it within a touchdown on the scoreboard with a minute six remaining in this first half. Coming up at halftime is the legend ceremony and also the homecoming ceremony. So we'll be bringing both of those to you here at halftime. Of course, the OHSAA has an abnormally long halftime. But we'll keep it right here and bring you those ceremonies here tonight on Ultimate Sports Talk. I want to tell you also that Roger Bacon High School is going to open its doors and its home to prospective students on October 29th. That's a Sunday from 1 to 3. It's a great opportunity to see the campus fully alive and get a personal tour from one of their enthusiastic Spartan ambassadors. So stop by on Sunday, October 29th from 1 to 3 p.m. So now Bird will kick it off. And I believe they have called a penalty against a sideline infraction has been called against Roger Bacon. 
So instead of kicking it off from the 40, Bird is going to kick it off from the 35-yard line. Dropping back, set to return, is Matt Newsel for the Rockets with a minute six to go. They've still got plenty of time. They've got all three timeouts remaining. Squid kick up the near side, and it'll be taken in by one of the upbacks. And now the official back at the line of scrimmage is dropped his flag and was blowing the whistle dead. So the play didn't count. So now it'll be an offsides called against Roger Bacon as they somebody was ahead of the kick. So instead of kicking it away from the 35, now they'll kick it away from the 30. The first penalty, taking it from the 40 to the 35, was a sideline infraction penalty. And now this one will move it back from the 35 to the 30. And that's where Bird will kick it away. Still with a minute six left to go in this half. Second half coming up. want to thank our sponsors, Kelsey Chevrolet and Stacy Heating and Cooling. I want to thank them for helping us out with this one tonight. And if you're interested in helping sponsor these broadcasts throughout the rest of the year, feel free to give us a call, 330-466-4240. 330-466-4240. your score here right now. Roger Bacon down by a touchdown. Bird's going to kick it away. And this time he kicks it up into the air, and it'll be taken in by... Newsel, Newsel's going to cut it to the 35, to the 40, to the 45, spins forward to the 50, and he'll be dropped down in Spartan territory at the 49-yard line. Now there's 56 seconds remaining to go in the half, and the Rockets are set up in great field position inside the Spartans territory at the 49-yard line, and they have got three timeouts remaining. Ellers, the tight end, is going to go out wide left. And Dolan goes out slot left. Burdick, he's going to keep it himself up the right-hand side. Inside the 45-yard line to the 40. Down inside the 35. He's going to be tripped up and down at the 31-yard line. Boy, just a shoestring tackle on the play. Touchdown-saving tackle. Now hurry-up offense put in. By the Rockets. Dropping back is Burdick. Burdick flushed out of the pocket. It's going to throw it out to the right-hand side, and it is complete. Andrew Clark at the 20 to the 15, and he's run out of bounds at the 13, and call it the 14-yard line is where they'll spot it. First down, 10, 33 seconds left to go, and the clock stops on the out-of-bounds play. 33 seconds left to go in the half, 21-14. Be a heartbreaking score right now. Now... The officials are calling a timeout, and it will be taken by Roger Bacon. So Roger Bacon will take a timeout. We will also, and we'll keep it right here for you, prior to the halftime ceremonies going on. Roger Bacon is now scheduling some shadow days for prospective eighth graders looking to move on to an academically excellent, passionately Catholic, and uniquely Franciscan education. Give a call to Brandon Cowens or Alyssa Flaherty in the admissions office to set up a shadow day or take a tour of Roger Bacon High School. So your score is 21-14. to 14. It was 21 nothing, and McNicholas had everything going their way. But then suddenly, a 15-yard touchdown pass 
from Bullock. And then a 70-yard return from Kuhlman on a punt has made it 21-14. to But now McNicholas comes up to the line of scrimmage in Spartan territory at the 14-yard line. Belmont in the backfield. Ellers lines up tight end right. Man in motion to the near side. Handoff goes to Belmont. Belmont right up the middle. He's going to be tripped up and downed at the 14 for no gain. Clock stops with 25 seconds. And it is a timeout taken now by McNicholas. Mike Orlando wants to talk things over on this one. This is a very important possession because Roger Bacon gets the opening kickoff of the second half. They won the coin toss and deferred, so they get it at the beginning of the second half. And Roger Bacon, up to that return of the kickoff, has had all the momentum here in the last five minutes. So Mike Orlando wants to milk this clock, get this thing in for a score, and take back some of the momentum that the Spartans have gained over the last three or four minutes of this second first half. So Burdick will bring the team out to the line of scrimmage, the senior, 175-pounder. He's got Belmont to his right into the ball game in place of Royce. Royce hasn't been in since about the first quarter. Ellers lined up tight end right. Ball in the near hash mark. Out of the shotgun. Verdict. He's going to roll out to the left. He's got it complete to Ellers. Ellers at the 15. To the 10, and he's going to be run out of bounds. He ran backwards after he got to the 10. He's going to be run out of bounds at the 12-yard line, so it'll be just a gain of two. Now they'll spot him at about the 11. Gain of two, and with 18 seconds to go, It'll bring up third down, eight yards to go. They can get a first down, down inside the three. Third and eight. Ball resting at the 11-yard line. And don't forget, they've got two timeouts remaining, McNicholas does. Burdick out of the shotgun. Belmont to his left. Ball in the far hash mark. Dropping back. Burdick's going to keep it himself inside the 10, down to the 8-yard line. Gain of 3. It'll bring up 4th down. 11 seconds to go. Clock continues to run. I think they're going to run it all the way down to the very maybe 1 or 2 seconds and then take the timeout. 3, 2, and there they take the timeout. There's second. And let's see if they decide to go for the field goal or if they will go for the touchdown. It'll be 4th down. The downs really don't matter here because there's only two seconds left to go in the half. So this will be the last play of the half, barring a penalty. And Mike Orlando's got a decision to make. Do I try to kick the field goal and go up by 10? Or do I go for the touchdown and go up by two TDs? And that's what they're discussing down inside the huddle on the far side. And I don't see the kicker out there, Verdeen, if he is their field goal kicker. Verdeen is a senior 6'1", 150-pounder. And there he is. He's coming out. Now he's coming out. So it appears that they're going to go for the field goal. So the ball will be spotted at the 15-yard line, so it'll be a 25-yard attempt by the senior, who is 3-for-3 in extra points here tonight, unless Mike Orlando decides to fake it. Two seconds left to go in the half. 21-14, McNicholas on top. Burdick the holder. Good snap. Burdick gets it down. Kick is up, and the kick is good. So that's the end of the first half of play, and McNicholas ends it on a positive note. We've played one full half of action here at Roger Bacon, and your score, it is now McNicholas 24, 
Roger Bacon, 14. Hi, I'm Mike Thornton. And I'm Tom Norris. I'm Tom Kelly. I'm Barney Barnum, and I was privileged to serve as a Marine in the Vietnam War. I'm Tom Hudner, and I was privileged to serve as a Navy fighter pilot in Korea. Thank you for your service to our country. We are so very proud of you. As a fellow combat warrior, I thank you for your service. Both Mike and I know firsthand the challenges of combat, and we're privileged to serve with the Navy SEALs in Vietnam. Like you, I have experienced the challenges of war. Back in the day, they didn't have the services, the resources, and tools that are available today to help the troops and their families to stay mentally strong and to deal with the challenge of adjusting after deployment. The tools and resources are there now. Please, make use of them. Don't hesitate to use them. Be strong and determined. Stay strong and have the courage to seek help. Don't let the enemy you defeated on the battlefield defeat you at all. Someone do something, please. Call 911. Call 911. Call 911. The longest moments. Those moments that occur after you call 911 and then finally hear the sirens in the distance. You can fill in those longest moments. You can do something. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead until someone did something. Most sudden cardiac events are witnessed by friends, family, co-workers, and bystanders. They can help a person continue to live. Is your community or workplace hot safe? I was on my way to the hospital when my heart stopped beating. I was at home. I was in church. I was at a basketball game. I was at a nightclub. I was at work when my heart stopped beating. Someone called 911. Someone started CPR. Someone brought an AED. Is your community or workplace heart safe? Someone did something and I'm alive. Well, back here at Roger Bacon where your score at halftime is 24 to 14 after that 20, 35 yard field goal, excuse, excuse me, 25 yard field goal by Verdin to end the first half of play. But Roger Bacon, boy, they have really come back in this one toward the last four minutes of the first half. They were down 21 to nothing and then a 15 yard touchdown from Bullock brought them to within 21 to seven. And then a 70-yard touchdown return off of a punt by Kuhlman. Made it 24-14 to in this first half of play. And then the field goal, as we said, extended it out to 10 points. But Roger Bacon is going to get the football to start the second half of play as they won the coin toss and then deferred right at the beginning of the second half of action here at Roger Bacon High School. So that's what's happening here in the first half of play. A couple of scores we want to bring along to you. The Cincinnati Reds are winning their baseball game and the Cleveland Indians, who are going for 23 consecutive victories, are tied up with Kansas City here tonight at 1-1 in that one. And boy, what a thrilling end to that ball game last night. Of course, the Cincinnati Bengals, in case you missed it, fired their offensive coordinator today, Ken Zampezi. So he is out after a dismal first couple of games in which the Bengals have not scored an offensive touchdown as of yet. So Mike Brown decided to pull the trigger on his offensive coordinator, and that is now... They've got a new offensive coordinator for their next ball game coming up. Now the Cleveland Indians, as we look at the scoreboard, the Cleveland Indians now lead over Kansas City, going for their 23rd consecutive victory, 3-1 to in the fourth inning 
of play. We, and let's tune in now to the homecoming activities here at Roger Bacon. Scored by Logan Wolf. And now that moment you've all been waiting for, the 2017 Homecoming Queen is Grace Nonemacher. got this opportunity let's talk about the legends that are going to be honored here this evening tonight's first football legend is Phil Pike a class of 1985 who was a multi-sport athlete at Roger Bacon he played football for coach Rich Fuchs from 1983 and 1984 varsity squads going 8-2 and two in his junior season, good for second place in the GCL. Upon graduation, Private Pike entered active military service, enrolling in airborne school, completing the Ranger indoctrination program and moving to assignment with the Bravo Company, 1st Battalion. As he moved through the ranks in the 1st Battalion, Pike took part in several military combat missions during the Operation Desert Storm before leaving the battalion in 1991 to serve as a ranger instructor at Elgin Air Force Base from 1991 through 1995. In 1995, Staff Sergeant Pitch completed the Ranger Orientation Program and was assigned to the Alpha Company, 2nd Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment. Shortly after 9-11, he conducted two deployments to Afghanistan. He was also promoted in rank from private to Commander Sergeant Major. CSM Pitch has completed all levels of non-commissioned officer education systems to include numerous schools. He has also served every enlisted infantry position from rifleman to Commander Sergeant Major. Among his awards and decorations are the Legion of Merit, two Bronze Stars, two Meritorious Service Medals, the Army Commendation Medal with Valor, five Army Commendation Medals, the Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal, Combat Infantry Badge with Star, Master Parachutist Badge with two Combat Stars. Mr. Pike retired from Distinguished Military Career on December 1st, 2008. An excellent student, he has earned his Associate of Arts Bachelor of Business Administration and will complete his Master's in Business Administration next summer. 
Mr. Pike is currently the Director of Training and Integration for a consulting firm in Washington State. He's been married for 33 years to his high school sweetheart, the former Patricia Grine, also a graduate of Roger Bacon, class of 1985. Miss Pike is a certified public accountant and owns her own accounting firm in Washington State. They have two children, Matthew, 32, who also serves in the United States Air Force Special Tactics Squadron, is a combat controller, and Jennifer, 31, who's a high school math teacher. They also have two grandchildren, Emma and Taylor. Being presented by two Roger Bacon football legends, Chris Neeson from 1988, who Phil trained in the Army, and Brett Cardavalius, 1985, a classmate and lifelong friend. You can now welcome to the Roger Bacon football legends, class of 1985, Mr. Phil Pike. And tonight's second football legend is Mark Pipemeyer, a 1972 graduate who played for the legendary coach Bron Basevich, including the 1971 team that began the season 7-0, defeating Purcell and Sanex, and giving coach Basevich his 300th career coaching victory. Upon graduation from Roger Bacon, Mark attended the Miami University, graduating in 1976 with his bachelor's in education. After completing his studies at Miami, Mark returned to Roger Bacon as a teacher and football coach, working at his alma mater from 1976 through 1979 while making time to attend law school at night at NKU's Salmon P. Chase College of Law. After graduating, he passed the Ohio Bar, then took a job with the Hamilton County Prosecutor's Office in 1981, where he served as Chief Trial Counsel. Since beginning with the Prosecutor's Office, Mr. Peitmeyer has handled numerous high-profile cases, including over 200 murder cases and serial killers such as Alton Coleman and Joseph Paul Franklin. He also served as lead prosecutor on the Lucasville prison riot cases where 47 inmates were convicted of rioting crimes and 10 riot murders. Mark was also a captain in the Army Reserves and was activated for Desert Storm in 1981. He was also a captain and he received the Meritorious Service Medal and National Defense Service Medals. He has been married 41 years to St. Bernard native Carol Roche, who was his Roger Bacon prom date. They reside in Sharonville, Ohio, where Mark also serves as law director, and they have three beautiful children and grandkids. So please welcome to the Roger Bacon Football Legend Class of 1972, Mark Pipemeyer. So that's your Legends class here this evening at Roger Bacon High School. And, of course, you heard the ceremonies going on for the homecoming court. We'll be back with more and take a look at the stats of the first half. We'll do that right after this timeout. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year, while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. 
Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, let's take a look at the first half stats for the ball game. And what we have got is we have got in this in this one uh, a team that you've got a situation here where you've got a football team that they are having problems picking up the offense in Roger Bacon picking up the offense of McNicholas and they need to get something started here as far as defense is concerned because just look at the net yards per team in this ball game if you look at that then you know exactly where you're at in this contest McNicholas has gained 276 net yards in the ball game compared to just 99 for Roger Bacon now that's a difference of over 180 yards so when you look at that that's where your ball game lies Roger Bacon, their inability to stop McNicholas in this ballgame. From the rushing standpoint, that's another problem that Roger Bacon has had. McNicholas has rushed the ball 23 times for 154 yards. Roger Bacon, 19 times. Four less rushes, but for only 49 yards. That is over 100 yards that they have been outrushed by on just four more carries. McNicholas has picked up 15 first downs to Roger Bacon's eight. They are eight of ten in the passing department for 122 yards, while Roger Bacon is four of eight for 50 yards, but they've got that one touchdown pass. The one thing that McNicholas has also done is they have got four sacks tonight defensively for a total of 33 yards in the ballgame. But that net yards total, that's what you've got to look at here tonight. 276 net yards taken in by McNicholas compared to Roger Bacon's 99 here so far. But Roger Bacon will get the kickoff to start the second half of play. Let's get an opportunity now to listen to the Roger Bacon band here at halftime.
Back here at halftime of tonight's ball game, where we've got about five minutes to go before the second half kickoff, of which Roger Bacon is going to be receiving. It's 24 to 14. McNicholas on top of this one by 10, but Rob, boy, Roger Bacon put on a run in that final four minutes of the first half. If they could have gotten out of this down by just seven, you'd say that it was a successful half. They gave up the field goal. Still, pretty successful to only be down by ten where they were at 21 to nothing. Absolutely. They were completely gouged the first quarter. Looked like McNick was going to completely run away from it. Uh, Bacon really failed to show any spark or any real momentum going into that second quarter. Of all the kids, sophomore Keontae Deer filling in, not just for Corey Conner, but Chris Googley. Gives him a little spark. Bullock comes alive. Kuhlman gets the touchdown. And then, of course, feeling a little confident, runs one back to the house uh, to make it close. Again, discipline. You know, a little loosey-goosey on that last position. They get the field goal, but... Really positive to be down 10. I'm sure Mike Blatt's happy. Yeah, I mean, now now the emphasis goes on what they do with their first possession in the second half. If they can come down the field, score a touchdown, they're still only down by three in the second half is a whole new ball game. I think you're exactly right. I think if there's one thing that maybe goes unnoticed with a lot of young teams, it's that tempering the level of excitement. It's uh, scoring the big touchdown to cut it close and then letting a team march right back down on you. Uh, they need to come out with a little bit more maturity, uh, stay disciplined, remember what they've been practicing all week, uh, and hope that little bit of a spark can carry them over to the end. You know, and you, you brought up Keontae Deer and what he did for this team. Defensively, though, Roger Bacon has got to shore up what's happening, especially around the edges. That's where it seems to be that McNicholas has really taken advantage of things. That's exactly right. A lot of those guys, again, may be young and a little over-anxious, making beelines to the ball versus holding containment, uh, waiting for the play to, to kind of come to them versus running to it. Therefore, uh, the running back for McNick has had the edge all night. Uh, when he's not doing that, Bacon's over-pursuing, and they're running right between the tackles, either with uh, Burdick or Watford. You know, it's strange, though, how ear I wasn't at the game last year, but how eerily similar the first half was up until the last four minutes to what I read last year's game was. It, exactly right, and maybe some of it's that nothing-to-lose kind of uh, mentality when you're down big, uh, like they were tonight, like they were last year, and now the pressure's off. There's nothing to lose. Uh, all you're doing is playing football. And sometimes when you do that, that's when you play your best football. And Coogley, we've talked about him. We've talked about Deer. Imagine what this game would be like with Kiner. Yeah, that, I was I was just having that conversation with Principal Steve Shad of all people. Uh, you could be sure a lot of those nice runs Deer had would have been touchdowns uh, if Kiner and his 4-3 speed uh, at 190 pounds uh, was getting the edge and, and taking it to the house. Yeah, I'm anxious to see him coming up in the subsequent weeks because... He, you know, we talked about it on the pregame show, Rob, how much different the offense was going to look for Roger Bacon without him in the lineup. That's exactly right. Uh, last week I watched him take an 80-yard run to the house. I watched a guy on an angle fail to catch him. Uh, he's got elite, elite speed. He picked up his first college offer last week uh, on the heels of uh, a five-touchdown game against Western Hills, finished off with a big game against Indian Hill. Uh, he's the kind of guy that turns programs around and... Uh, Bacon's missing him tonight, but the good news is he'll be back this season. I'm not going to get on an ed editorial, but recruiting a freshman, that, that, that's, boy, that's really skirting things. It is. I know a kid who got his first offer as an eighth grader from Mississippi State, so uh, it's gotten worse, and you know now they're ranking fifth and sixth graders. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it, it hasn't, hasn't helped things out 
at all. But, you know, okay, so Kiner is out tonight, probably out next week. Are we looking at Chaminade maybe before he gets back? I think that's the schedule uh, to be safe. Again, he's a 14, 15-year-old kid, uh, still growing into his body. No need to rush him back. Uh, they're a developing team. Is Bacon probably going to win GCL this year? Likely not. Uh, at this point, it's really about developing that young core. They have another solid group coming next year uh, and hoping that the foundation is in place to do special things in the upcoming seasons. Well, it, right now at halftime, it is 24-14. to 14. McNicholas on top of Roger Bacon, but the Spartans will get the opening kickoff to start the second half. Rob and I will be back with more and the second half kickoff right after this timeout. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com is made possible by Stacy Heating and Air at 443 Linus Avenue in Harrison. Call 513-202-0407. And by Kelsey Chevrolet, Greater Cincinnati's largest Chevy dealer. Kelsey Chev. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon High School Football Broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Week three of the college football season is almost upon us, and with that comes the beginning of the conference schedules. I'm Dave Mitchell. Tomorrow, the Mount St. Joseph Lions are at home to start their trek towards a possible Heartland Conference Championship. Standing in their way is the Bluffton Beavers, and both the Lions and Bluffton want to get the conference season off on the right foot. Join Blake Watson and I tomorrow for all the action beginning with the pregame show at 1 and the kickoff at 1.30. The Lions host Bluffton tomorrow at 1.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Roger Bacon for the second half of tonight's football game. 24-14, McNicholas on top of it. Rob, in your opinion, what has to happen in the second half for Roger Bacon to come back and win this game? I think they have to be less conservative. Uh, the play calling in the first quarter in particular, which was a lot of Coogley up the middle, uh, McNick was prepared for. Uh, I think for them to really kind of take this game over, they've got to open it up a little bit. Uh, Bullock has some confidence under his belt. Keontae Deer is, is giving them a little bit of a unpredictable shiftiness in the backfield, unlike Coogley, who's more of a straight-ahead battering ram. Uh, they need to build on that. They need to get some passing outside, maybe some short conservative routes, uh, loosen up that defense, and then go for some home runs. Yeah, I know Mike Orlando, the head coach at, at uh, with the Rockets, and one of the things is he probably knew all week that Kiner was not going to be playing. Yeah. And so he, he planned the entire week for Coogley. And then you throw Deer in there, and he kind of throws up throws a monkey wrench in the, into their entire defensive strategy. That's exactly right. Uh, and maybe lulled to sleep a little bit. You know, Coogley is a tough kid. He's a very methodical runner. Uh, Keontae Deer, going back to when I first saw him in seventh grade, very shifty. Uh, he's got that wiggle that you can't teach. Uh, you either have it or you don't, and he's shown some of that. Again, 147 pounds, his weight and size are his biggest detriment, but in some cases that's been an advantage as McNick has overshot, uh, and he's slid between guys uh, finding open space. Yeah, it's been a very interesting first half, to say the least. And Roger Bacon, boy, they had chances early. Field position, as we said, was never their problem. And they had the one long reception to Kuhlman that they could have gotten something out of and then stalled. Or they would be even closer in this ballgame. Right, and I would anticipate McNick, uh, with Keontae Deer kind of running free that quarter, might try to, to gang up the box again, uh, put seven or eight guys in there. Uh, again, I think there's going to be an opportunity for Bullock to complete some passes over the middle. Uh, if he can get some time, uh, that's been the other issue, the O-line kind of holding up against that pass rush tonight. 
Well, Coleman is back set to return for Roger Bacon. And it will be Verdin is going to kick it off. Our thanks to the Roger Bacon stat staff also for giving us those stats at halftime. So Verdin's going to kick it off. Roger Bacon going from right to left across your computer screen to start this, and it's a squib kick that will be taken in by Coleman at the 6-yard line. Cuts it up the middle to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, He's got 25, blocking. 30. He's got a lane up the near side to the 50, 45, 40. He's going to be pushed out of bounds. No, they're going to stay stayed in. 10-5, touchdown. Now the official comes in the back, Judge, and says he stepped out of bounds at the 36-yard line. I thought he did, but nobody was signaling it. And then the back judge came from all the way back near the goal line and signaled him out at the 36. But another super return. You know, I think with instant replay, maybe that's a touchdown. Uh, Zach Kuhlman, who uh, grew up here under the tutelage of Jordan Williams, who might have been one of the great returners in the history of the school, very Jordan Williams-esque on that return. Uh, very nice return. Should have been a touchdown. So it's 36-yard line is where Roger Bacon is set up at now in McNicholas territory. Ball resting at the 36. First and 10. They're down by 10. Bullock, handoff, goes off the right-hand side to Deer, and Deer is going to be hit as he tried to take it off right tackle and drop for about a yard loss on the play. Yeah, they look, they looked ready for that one as we kind of predicted. You know, Keontae Deer ran the all over them. It was time for them to uh, come up with something new. Conservative, not the answer there. Second down and 11 yards to go. Ball marked back to the 37-yard line. Bullock looking over to the side for the play. He's got Logan Wolf now split to the left-hand side. Trips out to the left. Single receiver Pullman up to the far side. It's now Krugley in the backfield, and the pass is going to go out to Edmondson. Edmondson completed the 40 inside the 40, down to the 35 to the 33-yard line. Nice little short pass, a little flat pass. They gain eight on it, and it brings up third down and three yards to go. Edmondson, another in that smaller athlete mode, uh, about 150 pounds, very shifty, quick. Uh, what he doesn't have in size, he makes up for in that elusiveness. 5'8", 140, junior. He goes out, slot left, Coleman wide left, dual receivers out wide to the right-hand side. Bullock with the pass, with the, now there's movement on the offensive line, and that'll knock Roger Bacon back as the right tackle, looks like Tanner Metz, jumped off sides from his right tackle position. So like we talked about, it's a young team trying to keep their head in the game and, and stopping with the silly mistakes which really plagued them the first half. So the ball at the 37, 38-yard line now. And it brings up third down. And they're going to call a 12. They need to get to the 25-yard line to pick up a first down. So third down, 12. Big play here for the Spartans. Bullock drops back, rolls out to his right. He's going to throw it out sideline right. Complete on the play to Logan Wolf. He's inside the 30, and they're going to say he was brought down, his knee touched down at the 36-yard line, right about the spot that he caught the ball. And it's fourth down, and call it about 11 yards to go. So it'll be fourth down, and they will go for it. Too long for a field goal and really too short for a punt. So you got to depend on your pawn, your defense, if you don't get it here. 
Yeah, I thought Bullock locked in on that receiver. He had Kuhlman streaking down the sideline and missed him again. Bullock drops straight back on fourth down. Per- pressure shown, and he throws it out to the right-hand side, and there is nobody there. He was just trying to unload the football. So that'll do it on that drive for Roger Bacon. It started out so promising and ended up turning it over on downs with 9.27 left to go in this first third quarter of play. Excuse me, 24-14, to 14, your score. Big Nicholas on top. Big possession right here for the Roger Bacon defense. Came out a little bit flat on that series. Uh, important they stop McNick here and try to grasp a little momentum back. So McNick has it first and ten at their own 36-yard line. And coming out, again a quarterback, is Burdick. And Burdick hands it off up the middle. And it goes back to, I believe that's Royce back into the ball game now. And Royce takes it off left guard, and he'll take it out to the 38-yard line. Now check out, that was Belmont. I wonder if Royce got his bell rung or something. He has not been in the ball game since about the first quarter when he was running so well. So Belmont in the backfield. Now Burdick is going to go up under center. He's got a diamond formation out to the far side. Handoff right up the middle to Belmont, and Belmont struggles forward, gets to the 39-yard line for a gain of a yard, and it's third down, eight yards to go. Defense has stayed stout up the middle. Important now they stay disciplined as McNick will probably go for the edge, try to maybe take advantage of the wide side of the field and see if they can pick the first down. Ten-point lead for the Rockets. 8.35 and running here in the third. Burdick out of the shotgun. He's got Belmont to his left. Tight formation, receivers on wide on both sides. Dropping back, Burdick, going to a little shovel pass inside, well covered by the Spartans and dropped right at the line, and now they'll say the ball was incomplete. little shovel pass inside, and it fell to the turf. Really nice read. I think that was Michael Carson picking that right up, disrupting the play. Turnover on downs. Let's see if we can make something happen. Whatever changes Roger Bacon made defensively, it's worked in the last five minutes. Well, I'm sure some of that had to do with uh, Coach Joe Clements and Dave Kathman lighting into those guys for uh, maybe not having great discipline or effort. Coleman back set to return this punt from Bird. He gets a high end over end kick that Coleman's going to take in at the 25. Cuts to the near side. To the 30, to the 35, he's got another lane, cuts it up the third, 45 to the 50, just tackled by a shoestring by one of the upbacks, Luke Burt, who was the punter. He came down and got him just by the ankle tackle in McNicholas territory at the 48-yard line. That kid is exciting. Deceptively fast, he's got a long stride that makes him look like he's not moving as quick as he really is, but he has managed to get some leverage on guys and go right by him. Uh, here's another opportunity for Roger Bacon to draw close in this ball game. Ball at the 48-yard line of McNicholas. Got to mix it up here, Dave. Bullock has got Deer to his left now. Deer back in the ball game. Hand off to Deer off the right-hand side. He's going to take it inside the 46 down to the 45 to the 44-yard line is where they'll spot him down at. So a gain of four it brings up second and six. Good first down run. Let's see if we can build on it. The problem tonight's been uh, we gain a little and we lose a lot. Uh, Can't have any negative plays on this drive. Deer's done a good job of running the football here tonight. First few runs he ran out wide. Now he's running it between the tackles and still running the football well. Edmondson comes out slot left. 
Coleman, wide left. Dropping back. Bullock, Bullock throws it out, complete to Coleman. Coleman inside the 45 to the 43-yard line. Gain of two on that one, and it brings up third down. And call it three yards to go for a first down. Nick, Nick read that pretty well. They were right on top of that. I'll call it third and five, because they've got him spotted at the 43-yard line. Coleman again out wide left. Edmondson, slot left. Coogley now rushes off the field. Coming in, Logan Wolf. He's slot right. Deer lines up on the right-hand side. Now Edmondson moves in motion to the far side. Bullock drops back, rolls out to the right, throws it into the flat. Incomplete. Tried to get it to Deer, and it went right through his hands. And that brings up fourth down again. So the McNicholas defense has stopped the Spartans on two consecutive drives. And coming in to punt the ball away is Luke Bird. Bullock felt the heat and uh, unloaded it rather than take a sack. Uh, Took a chance. So Bird will punt the football away. Newsel is in set to return back at about his own 10-yard line for the Rockets. Bird gets a good high end-over-end kick that will be fair caught at the 9-yard line. Take it in on the play by McNicholas's Patrick Dolan. Timeout on the field, 6.38 left to go in the third. Your score, McNicholas 24, Roger Bacon 14. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. 6.38 left to go in this third quarter. Handoff on the up the middle for McNicholas and it will be stopped as they take it in at their 10, taken out to the 11-yard line on the run by Belmont. So a gain of about a yard on the play, bring up second down, nine yards to go. It looks like McNick has been trying to set Bacon up on an end around all night, running the fake and then handing it off on the dive. Dropping back is Burdick. Burdick's going to be hit behind the line and drop. All the way back to the four-yard line is where they'll spot him down. Maybe the three. They're going to spot him down at the three. Looks like Michael Carson again, the sophomore uh, out of St. Francis Seraph. Boy, he took him all the way back to the three-yard line. Lots of six. It's third down, 17 yards to go. You can pin your ears back and go after him now. Did they, they play it safe here with a handoff or maybe uh, try a bubble screen again? Well, Burdick's under center. He's got Belmont in the backfield out of the eye formation. He's just going to hand it off to Belmont. Belmont across the five to the ten, and he's going to be pit, backed up and dropped at about the 14-yard line. Gain of 11, but he's still six yards shy of a first down. And it'll be punting time for McNicholas. Boy, that was a quick three and out. 5.15 and running left to go in the third quarter. 24-14 the score. McNicholas on top of it. And to put the football away is Newzel. And that man is back there again, Coleman. Newzel gets the football away, and Coleman's going to drop back, let the ball bounce. It's going to take a McNicholas bounce inside the 40. 
of the Spartans, now inside the 35 and down right there at the 35-yard line. And that is where Roger Bacon will take over. First and 10 from their own 35-yard line with 4.50 to go in the third quarter. Your score, it's now McNicholas 24, Roger Bacon 14. After years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern is moving. Join them on September 23rd for their grand opening as they move just yards behind their current location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza. But only the location will change. The Wishbone Tavern will still serve the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed and family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk through the door. The Wishbone Tavern is a part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joseph Football. The Wishbone Tavern, open every day at 11, and don't forget their grand opening September 23rd. Well, while you were away, Deer carried the football around the right-hand side, left-hand side, and he was dropped for about a four-yard loss. It brings up, to make it a two-yard loss, brings up second and 12 from Roger Bacon's own 33-yard line. Bullock drops straight back, heavy rush. He sets up the screen, complete to Cootley. Cootley gets to 35, and he'll be dropped at the 36. Boy, immediately, boy, McNicholas really picked that up well. Yeah, Bacon just has not been able to pick up the blitz tonight. Uh, probably the 10th or 11th time a guy's come clean off the edge. Uh, beeline for Bullock. Can't let that happen. He's got no time to deliver the ball in a, a good place to make a play. Bullock's going to need a good ice bath in the morning. You're exactly right. 36-yard line. Brings up third down, eight yards to go, 345 and running. Bullock drops back. They picked up the blitz that time. Throws out into the flat, complete to Coogley. He's at the 41-yard line. Clock will continue to run, 337. Gain of about six on the play. He's going to be two yards shy of a first down. And it will be fourth down and about three yards to go on the play. And again, a punting time for Roger Bacon. So both these teams are playing defensive football at the beginning of the third quarter and just forcing punts back and forth. Smart play here. Defense is playing well. Punt it off. See if we can get another stop and then make a run at it. Bird will punt it away. Gets a good punt off that will hit about the 30 in McNicholas territory and it will be down at the 29-yard line. Three minutes exactly left to go in the third quarter. It's 24-14. The Rockets on top of the Spartans. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. Well, this third quarter started out to be a defensive struggle. Burdick keeps it himself over the 35 to the 40, and he's going to be tracked down and stopped from behind at the 45-yard line. Boy, nice game by Burdick. Just took the football right up the middle. They're going to spot him at the 46, Rob. Good athlete. Deceptively shifty for a big kid. So the ball to 46, first and 10. Burdick hand off to Belmont. Belmont hit behind the line. He's stacked up, still struggles forward on a spin move out to the 47-yard line. Gain of about a yard on the play. It brings up second and nine. Lester, it looks like McNick is playing a little conservative now. Could be the 10-point lead, taking no chances. Very safe play calling. Well, they may feel comfortable with their defense right now. They just want to get out of here with a W and 
not try to do anything that could give Roger Bacon any momentum again. Yeah, Bacon's best play has been a punt return. Yeah. So I think you're you're right. Second down, nine. Burdick, handoff up the middle. It goes to Belmont. Belmont fumbled the football. Ball loose on the field, but it looks like maybe McNicholas jumped back on top of it inside Roger Bacon territory down to the 44-yard line, and they did. Right. Roger Bacon had an opportunity for it, but McNicholas popped right back on it. And that was a break we needed. We need another spark. So it's third down and about a yard to go. Less than a yard. Big play defensively. Burdick is under center now. Belmont out of the I formation. Two tight ends set. You don't see this very often anymore. Hand off to Belmont. Belmont's going to be hit. He takes it inside the 40. He's got the first down. Inside the 40 down to the 35-yard line. And forgive me, that's Royce. Royce is back into the ball game, and he picked up the first down on a nine-yard game. Yeah, Bacon looks like they uh, they had good penetration, chose the wrong gap. He goes to the other side. First down. A minute ten remaining in this third quarter. Ten-point rocket lead. And they've got the football down to the 35-yard line of Roger Bacon. Handoff. Goes off to Royce. Royce up behind the left guard. He's going to take it out to the 30-yard line, down to the 30-yard line. Gain of five yards on the carry. So he hardly played at all in the second quarter, if at all. This is the first we've seen him here in the second half. Fresh legs. Big offensive line and a 10-point lead. That's conducive to what they're doing right now. smart move for Orlando to ride it out this way. Royce to the right. A verdict now he moves to the left. Ellers is going to move over to the left-hand side. Tight end left ball in the near hash mark. Moving in motion to the far side as a receiver. Handoff goes to Royce. Royce is going to be stacked up at the 30 and dropped right there. Nothing against that line now for Roger Bacon. They stop him, and that should be the final play of this third quarter of action and it will be. So when we return it will be the fourth quarter. Roger Bacon down by 10. Your score at the end of three. It is now McNicholas 24 Roger Bacon 14. It was 7th grade February. I was at a friend's birthday party but texted my mom to pick me up early. I wasn't feeling well. That was Friday night. By Monday morning I was in the ER and said my last words for the next five weeks. Maddie was a healthy 12-year-old athlete, so we were shocked how quickly she declined. Her medical team took extreme measures to save her life and get her healthy again. Maddie has an athlete spirit, and thanks to her diligence in rehab, she rejoined her class in 8th grade. I was determined to get back to school and rejoin my teams. Sports taught me what it takes to stay in the game, and that to me is winning. We had no idea flu could be so serious, but the great news is it's preventable. Yearly flu vaccinations for the whole family help us all stay in the game. And now every birthday reminds us of how grateful we are to be in the winner's circle. Protect yourself and your family from the flu. Visit FamiliesFightingFlu.org. Dave Mitchell and Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Roger Bacon where your score is 24-14. McNicholas on top of it by 10 as we enter this fourth and final quarter of play, barring overtime. Ball at the 30-yard line, and that's where McNicholas has it. Third down and five yards to go, and this is a big defensive play for Roger Bacon. 
Burdick out of the shotgun. Now they're moving from right to left across your screen. He's got Royce to the right of him. Ball in the far hash mark. Burdick's keeping it himself. Now pitches it out to Royce. Royce is close to the first down inside the 25. He's down near the 24, and I think he's got the first down, Rob. He gained about five on the play. That's right, Dave. Again, McNick getting the edge. Bacon going a little bit straight to the ball versus maintaining containment. Uh, trying to box him in and make the tackle first down. So they do give him forward progress to the 25, and that's a first down. So first and ten for the Rockets with 11.55 and running left to go in the ball game. It's been a similar pattern all night. McNick will pound the middle, pound the middle. Bacon uh, votes the box, and they move it outside. Moving in motion, man in motion. Handoff goes to Royce, and Royce is going to be here right at the line and dropped immediately. Tell you one thing Roger Bacon's done is they've shut down that interior running game. Big freshman and sophomore tandem out there uh, securing the middle. Again, what they need to do now is kind of force everything uh, outside, but maintain containment so we can make those tackles. Yeah, Nate Stark, Amos Zardi, and James Thompson, the two defensive tackles and nose guards, really stacking up the middle in this 52 defense that Roger Bacon runs. Out of the shotgun is Burdick. Burdick to the right. He's got Belmont. A lot of movement up on the line. Burdick hands it off. It goes to Belmont. Belmont takes it inside the 25 to the 24-yard line. He is stacked up again for basically about a yard gain, and it will be third down and 10 yards to go. Clock continues to run at 10.45. Big play right here, third and long. Need to turn him over on downs. Try to get something going on offense, or uh, McNick's going to run the clock out on him, and this one might be over. Ball at the 24-yard line of the Spartans. McNick, third down, nine yards to go. Probably two down territory here for the Rockets. Trips out wide side. Dropping back as Burdick throws it to the short side. Complete it goes to Belmont. Belmont at the 10. Runs over a defender to the nine-yard line and another first down. Wide open. Gain of 16 on the reception. Went out on the wheel route. Nobody went with him. Wide open. You or I could have hit that one. And uh, first down. Speak for yourself. I don't know if I could have done that. So the ball at the nine-yard line. First and goal for McNick with ten minutes to go in this football game. A touchdown here might put this thing out of reach. Burdick out of the shotgun. Handoff goes to Belmont to the five, to the four, to the three, into the end zone for the score. 30 to 14 now. McNicholas on top of it. Big deficit. The one thing I can tell you at uh, being Spartans, they either leave with their shield or on their shield. They're going to fight to the end on this one. Uh, not a lot of time left. By no means over, but Bacon really needs to get something going on offense. Bird is going to come in or check that, excuse me, Verdin is going to come in to attempt the extra point. Verdin is perfect, including a 25-yard field goal in this ballgame. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. 9.49 left to go in the ballgame. Your score. It's now McNicholas 31, Roger Bacon 14. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. 
Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration, praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Alums and friends, when you give to the annual fund, you are personally making a difference in a student's life. If you were on a scholarship, received financial assistance, participated in an extracurricular, or played a sport while at Roger Bacon High School, the annual fund helped you. The annual fund drive is currently underway. You can contact Roger Bacon at 641-1313 to make a donation or send a check to the school. It's a great way to continue the mission of Roger Bacon. Again, that phone number is 641-1313. And that does a lot of good. A lot of students benefit from the annual fund. A lot of kids who might not have a chance to get a uniquely Catholic Franciscan education uh, do so because of that. So with 9.49 left to go in the ball game, it's now 31-14. to McNicholas on top of it. They're going to squib it on the kickoff, and it will go out of bounds at about the 10-yard line. So Roger Bacon will accept it at the 35-yard line and get their offense underway, down by 17 points. And we probably know how this plays out. We need a quick score, maybe some onside kicks, something to, to show a spark, although we haven't seen it yet tonight. Uh, not much to think that we're going to be able to do that without opening the offense up a little bit and taking some chances, uh, which we haven't done. It's been a lot of Keontae Deer off tackle. Uh, I'd like to see Bullock open it up. If he gets time and maybe take some shots downfield to Coleman. Well, and I stand corrected. Mike will go ahead and make them re-kick. Well, well you've got Coleman back there. That's Good exactly point. right. Looking for an opportunity to get the ball in the, the playmaker's hands. So Coleman back there. Boy, has he had an electrifying night returning punts and kickoffs here this evening. He's got a 70-yard punt return for a touchdown already tonight. And another kickoff that it could have been a touchdown had he not stepped out of bounds at about the 36. And like we've said all night, you know, he's become the focal point. But the future is bright. You've got Kuhlman coming back next year, Bullock, Corey Kiner, Nolan Tebby, who's a young offensive lineman uh, at 255 pounds around, is just a 15-year-old. So future's bright. Good opportunity for these guys to, to kind of cut their teeth tonight. Can you imagine what it costs to feed a kid like that? A sophomore, 255 pounds. I got three little ones that uh, <laughs> eat me out of house and home. I can only imagine uh, 255 pounds. I might have to go get a steer. And growing, right? 255 and growing. growing. Now McNicholas will squib it, but it will be taken in by Coleman at the 15 to the 20. Right up the middle to the 30. He stops, stop and go across the 35, and he'll be stopped up and down right there. That's the first time that they've really done a good job of containing Coleman on any kind of a return tonight. So Roger Bacon will have the football with 941 left to go in the ballgame. Down by 17. They've got it first and ten from their own 36-yard line. Tomorrow on UltimateSportsTalk.com, college football, Mount St. Joe will be playing at home against Bluffton. We'll be on the air at 1.30 with the kickoff, 1 o'clock with the pregame show. You can catch that tomorrow afternoon with Blake Watson and I. Shout out to my cousin, Cam Rutherford, a former Mount St. Joe great safety, and uh, his teammates. Bullock hands it off up the middle. It goes... Two. Deer. Deer took it right up the middle that time. Gained about a yard on the play. Maybe two. They're going to give him a spot out to the 38-yard line. So a gain of two. Second and eight. 
Receivers out wide on both sides. Cougley into the ball game, but he's lining up at an H-back over on the left-hand side. Deer in the backfield. Now he moves over to the right of Bullock. Cougley was going to switch sides, but Bullock sent him back over to the left-hand side. Bullock drops back, looks left, now looks right, and then gets smacked in the jaw at the 31-yard line and dropped right there on the play. Boy, a delayed blitz coming right up the middle by McNicholas is Chris Whitworth. They have struggled with the blitz all night, as we have noted. No exception there. Previously, they've been coming off the edge. He comes right up the middle. Nobody picks him up. That play never had a chance. Well, one thing, Bullock is getting an education here tonight on how to handle a blitz. It's a good thing he's 250 pounds because he is taking some uh, big shots. 8.30 in the running, left to go, and now a timeout on the field taken by Roger Bacon. 8.31 remaining in the ballgame, your score. It's now McNicholas 31, Roger Bacon 14. Spartan fans, Josh Wilking here, proud member of the class of 2012 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your full-service Chevrolet dealership and proud partner of Roger Bacon Athletics. Thank you, Spartan Army, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing full-size franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. KelseyChev.com. Hail Spartans. We are Kelsey Chevrolet from our family to yours. Well, that's the first time out taken by Roger Bacon here in the second half. 8.31 remaining in the ballgame. 17-point McNicholas lead. And Roger Bacon breaks the huddle, and they come out to the line of scrimmage. Ball at the resting at the 32. And it's third down and 14 yards to go after the fifth sack of the night by McNicholas's defense. Bullock drops straight back, looks up the middle. He's going to be hit behind the line again and dropped at the 25. That's the sixth sack of the night. Not that I'm counting. So a loss of about seven on the play brings up fourth down and an eternity. Looks like junior Thomas Curtis again missing the assignment. McNick comes clean and that play is over before it started. You know, to the benefit of the offensive line for Roger Bacon. There's been a lot of delayed blitzes, a lot of, a lot of schemes, stunts. a lot of stunts that's been going on up front. And for a young offensive line, it's really hard to pick up, especially if you didn't see that in the first three games. It's a valid point. Uh, that's why you watch film. I know that Coach Henneke's, Coach Sunderman will work with them all week on cleaning that up before the next game. Bird, just a great punt. And it is taken in on the fair catch by Matt Newsel at the 37-yard line. I've been impressed with Bird's leg. Not a kicker last year. 53-yard punt. Just a great punt. I'll tell you, the special teams tonight for Roger Bacon have not been the problem. No. And that might be the only good thing that's really been consistent for them tonight. you got to start somewhere. Minus the, the, the pass to Coleman from Bullock uh, in the second quarter. Yeah, it's something to, it's something to grow upon, though. It's, you know, you gotta win three phases of the game sometime. They played really well on special teams. Now time to, to put the other pieces together. 7.40 left to go in the ball game. Burdick is under center at the 36 and he hands off to Belmont. Belmont takes it up to the 37 to the 38 where he is dropped at about the 40 yard line. A gain of three on the play. Third down, or check at second down, seven yards to go. McNick will probably be content just to kind of run as much of the clock down now. A lot of dives, a lot of off tackles. 
see if they can go back to Anderson with the victory. You know, McNichols is a better team than I thought they were going to be coming into this ballgame, just looking at the, the caliber of teams that they've played. But that game that they played against Anderson, the 39 nothing loss, I think I really taught them something. It's hard to say that, you know, looking at it now from behind. Belmont right up the middle. He's going to be hit at the 40 and dropped at the 41. And it'll ring up third down and five yards to go. But even in a loss like that, Rob, you can learn something about your team and make the corrections and make yourself a better team heading down the road. Especially if the word on the street is you quit in that game. Uh, it challenges you, and you either come back better and stronger or uh, you have a rough season. It looks like they've responded. Coach Orlando is a great coach. Runs the program the right way. Strong GCL fabric. And would not expect anything less than them to come back and be tough to deal with. So third down, five yards to go. Ball at the 41-yard line in McNick territory. 6.15 and running, left to go in the ballgame. Burdick is going to keep it himself off the right side. He's going to take it across the 45. He's got the first down out to the 50, and he'll be stopped right at midfield. Maybe the 49 is what they'll say. Now as they spot him down at the 49 in Roger Bacon territory, gain of 16 on the carry and a first down as we are halfway through the final quarter of play. And I think the lesson that McNick experienced with Anderson, as you mentioned, is important for Bacon to take tonight. A big rival. You experience a tough loss at home, at homecoming no less. Find the good pieces of it. You've had some nice plays, some good efforts tonight, and try to build on them. Uh, Get ready for next week. Absolutely. Ball at the 49-yard line, first and 10. Belmont up the middle, stopped up right at the line. Got it down to about the 47-yard line of Roger Bacon territory for a gain of two. And right now, as you said, Mike Orlando just content to just pound away in the middle of that line and just let the clock continue to run. 5.22 left. 31-14, McNick on top of it by 17. Receivers on wide on both sides. Burdick now out of the shotgun. He's got Belmont to the right of him. Ball in the center of the field. On second down and eight yards to go. Burdick takes the snap. Hand off to Belmont off the left-hand side to the 45. Inside the 45, down to the 42-yard line where he has stopped on the play. Gain of five, and it's third and three. And the clock continues to run 4.45 left to go in the ballgame. And I would expect nothing less from a Joe Clements, Dave Kathman defense than max effort. Uh, Bacon will fight to the end despite the score, despite the time on the clock. Uh, Too much pride to, to lay down. Third and three. Ball at the 42-yard line of Roger Bacon. Burdick drops back, looks to throw the ball away, and he dumps it off to Belmont right at the line of scrimmage, and he's stopped up and upended there on a nice defensive play by Muhammad. A little bit short, I think. He is. He's short by about three yards. So it'll be fourth and three. What do we have, a flag down? Flag on the play. And there is a flag down. I did not see that. Is it going to be a face mask? It is a face mask penalty against Roger Bacon. It's an inadvertent kind, so it's only five yards, but it's enough to give them the first down. Takes it down inside the 40 to the 38-yard line. So McNick keeps the football first and 10 at the Roger Bacon 38-yard line. 4.17 4.17 and running left to go in the ballgame. Burdick again out of the shotgun. Tight formation. Re- single receivers out wide on both sides. 
Got Belmont to the right of him with the ball in the far hash mark. Burdick milking the clock. Handoff goes to Belmont. Belmont inside the 35 to the 32-yard line. Gain of six on the carry. Second and four. He's been a workhorse tonight. It was Royce to start out the first quarter. Now, excuse me, that is Royce. Royce started out the first quarter, barely played at all in the second and third. Now here in the fourth quarter, he's kind of rotated in and out with Belmont. I've been impressed with McNick's offensive line. Again, Bacon hasn't uh, brought his A effort the whole game, but McNick has played real well. 325 and running left to go in the ballgame. Ball at the 32-yard line of Roger Bacon. Second down, four yards to go. Burdick always waits for the back judge to put his hand in the air. That signifies that there's 10 seconds left to go in the play clock. Hand off to Royce. Royce got hit behind the line and then struggled forward to pick up maybe a yard on the play. Nice play by Noah Miller and Stan Hart from the linebacker positions. And it brings up third down and six. Noah Miller, another great legacy kid from Our Lady of Grace. Uh, part of the Huxel Blout family that uh, has played here for many years, coached here. Todd here, uh, and that's really what it's all about, David Bacon, sometimes it's just family. 2.40 remaining to go in the ball game. 31-14 McNick. Royce in the backfield with Burdick out of the shotgun. Again, waiting for the back judge to put his hand in the air. And then he'll snap the football. Does, hands it off to Royce. Royce inside the 30 to the 25, and he's going to be down at the 20-yard line. 14-yard run for Royce, and it's another first down for McNick. And the moment here for them right now is keeping them out of the end zone. It's the victory they need to walk away with uh, from this drive and this game uh, and build on for next week. We can't let them score here. 2.05 remaining in the ballgame. Mike Orlando over on the side signaling in the plays. And he's a classy guy. I think he's letting this clock run down a little bit. I don't think he wants to score any more than uh, we want them to. He's already got his headset off. Royce takes it right into the middle of the line, and he's stacked up at the line of scrimmage and dropped right there. Minute 45 left to go in the ball game. 31-14, a 17-point McNick lead. And I, may, I expect a knee here, maybe a, a run from one of the backups. Uh, again, McNick, one of the classier programs here. Can't always say that about some of our GCL rivals, uh, but they'll be inclined to walk away with the victory without running it up any more than they have to this point. Yeah, they're going into the victory formation. Royce is out of the ball game. Burdick is going to go under center in the victory formation. Minute 14, and he will just take a knee from the 20-yard line as soon as the back judge gives the signal that they are under 10 seconds on the play clock. Burdick just standing there. There goes the hand in the air, and he'll take the knee. So this was a tale of really two momentums because McNichols started out the game fast, went out 21 to nothing, and then Roger Bacon came back, made a ball game out of it, gave up a field goal at the end of half. That when they were down by 10, and now McNichols is really, they stopped Roger Bacon in the second half when they had good field position in that third quarter, and that turned the tide back to McNichols. They did. You know, if there had been a few more minutes in that second quarter versus most of the scoring taking place in the last 90 seconds, uh, maybe they make a run at it, but McNick regrouped, and uh, 
that was pretty much the ball game for Roger Bacon tonight. So Roger Bacon will drop to 2-2 two and two overall. They are 0-1 in the GCL. Meanwhile, McNichols goes to 3-1 and one overall, and they are 1-0 in the GCL. As the clock continues to dwindle, that's going to be their final score here tonight. McNichols 31, Roger Bacon 14. Rob and I will be back to wrap things up from Roger Bacon after this timeout. If you like great food at a great price and great company, JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on Glenway is the place. The official home for Mount St. Joseph Lions football before and after every game. Pete and his staff provide fast and attentive service with the food and their excellent craft beer selection with 20 different names on tap. On Sundays, JTAP has the NFL Sunday ticket with a different game on each screen. Monday is wing night, Tuesday is boneless night, and Wednesday is gyro night. Open at 11 a.m. every day at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Your home for Mount St. Joe Lions football. Week three of the college football season is almost upon us. And with that comes the beginning of the conference schedules. I'm Dave Mitchell. Tomorrow, the Mount St. Joseph Lions are at home to start their trek towards a possible Heartland Conference championship. Standing in their way is the Bluffton Beavers. And both the Lions and Bluffton want to get the conference season off on the right foot. Join Blake Watson and I tomorrow for all the action beginning with the pregame show at 1 and the kickoff at 1.30. The Lions host Bluffton tomorrow at 1.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Did you know that scoliosis is a curvature of the spine that affects more than 6 million Americans? With no known cause, it most often turns up during adolescence. Early detection is key to successful treatment. That's why Shriners Hospitals for Children is reminding parents to have their kids' spines checked every year. Download our free Spine Screen app and do a quick check at home today. Well, Rob, 31 to 14, your final score here this evening. McNichols really came out, and I, I was surprised by how good their football team is. They're a strong team. They're always physical. They always have a, a decent offensive line. Big kids play with a lot of heart. You know, this is a rivalry game f- for them as well. Experienced quarterback, experienced backfield, strong offensive line. You look forward to opportunities like this where you can come into enemy territory and put up a big win, and they did that tonight. Yeah, and it, it was a situation where it really was a tale of two ball games. If Roger Bacon is able to either stop the field goal at the end of the first half, or pick up a score on the first three possessions, one of the first three possessions that they had in the second half of play, it's a different ball game. That's absolutely right. And as we watched tonight, Bacon would have one or two good plays, then shoot themselves in the foot with a penalty or a loss of downs or uh, no, no big turnovers. But, again, final stats. Thank you, Matt. Uh, opportunity, you know, young team to put up a big win at home and, just couldn't get the momentum going uh, this evening. Well, let's take a look at these final stats, and our thanks to the Roger Bacon stat crew for giving us these right now. And this is one of the stats that I talked about at halftime, Rob. The net total yards, 390 to end the ball game for McNick compared to 105 for Roger Bacon. That's the tale of the story right there. That's the, the six or seven sacks you noted. Bullock into duress the whole night. Uh, couldn't get anything going. I think they're about to sing the fight song, though. Always the highlight of a Roger Bacon football game. Well, your final score here tonight, 31-14. McNichols wins it over Roger Bacon, as we said. Roger Bacon now 2-2 two and two on the air, 0-1, oh and, and let's join the fight song.
So again, 31 to 14. Now you've got to turn your attentions away from this game. Of course, you'll look at the film tomorrow morning and learn what you did wrong and try to improve on those things and go into next week's ball game. Exactly right. There's never a week off when you play in the GCL. They are right back on deck with a, another tough matchup. Have to bring your A game. Got to go back and watch some film. Tighten up and clean up the things you did wrong tonight. Picking up some blitzes. Maybe opening the offense up a little bit. Uh, Kiner coming back will be a great help. Let's hope he can get healthy. The offense clearly lacked some of that explosiveness tonight. Uh, missing Corey Kiner greatly. Well, Rob, it's been fun to do this game. We'll try to do it again next week. Thanks a lot. Thank you for coming to Roger Bacon. It's been fun. Rob Rickenbaugh helping us out here this evening. Once again, your final score, 31-14. to McNicholas wins it over Roger Bacon. Roger Bacon now 2-2 two and two on the season. They're 0-1 in the GCL. While the Rockets are now 3-1 and one overall, and they are 1-0 and oh in the GCL. Don't forget, tomorrow we'll be bringing you Mount St. Joe football, 1.30 with the kickoff, 1 o'clock with the pregame show here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Our thanks to everybody here at Roger Bacon, including Rob Rickenbaugh, but most of all, our thanks to you for listening here this evening. Once again, your final score was McNicholas, 31, Roger Bacon, 14. Until next time, I'm Dave Mitchell. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Roger Bacon High School football. This game has been brought to you by Stacy Heating and Air at 443 Linus Avenue in Harrison. Call 513-202-0407. Kelsey Chevrolet, Greater Cincinnati's largest Chevy dealer. KelseyChev.com. The Wishbone on Delhi Avenue. Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore, the Mount St. Joseph University, and by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Join us next time for Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk Internet Radio presentation.